Welcome back, everybody. That was some wonderful Sepultura from... Sepultura. Straight out of Brazil. Straight out of Brazil. You got to represent Brazil. That's right. And that's what we're doing. We're going to Brazil this week. We're going to kick the land of the kickboxer. I mean, kickboxing is probably pretty big in... Well, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I mean, MMA revolves around... And not to mention, as we get... I'm sorry. (laughs) No, go ahead. As we get a little foreshadowing of that I thought I was going to play a part in this movie. Capybara. Capybara. Isn't that a little rodent creature? Capybara. Capybara? Chubacabra. Chubacabra. I know what you're talking about. The largest of the rodent family. Capybara. 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 Yeah, that's the, 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 the dancing martial art. We get a, we get a lesson in that. Yeah. Did you not think that was going to come back around? Yes, of course I did. I thought he would learn that and finish the guy off with that because he because the guy would know his kickboxing too well. Right. So he'd have to add something new to his game. Anything. By the way, people, there's for a kickboxer movie. There's very little kickboxing in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Calling it a kickboxing movie, a of the kickboxer. First of all, could it technically be a kickboxer movie without Tong Po and Junk La Van Dam? So it's technically already not a kickboxer movie. Yeah, I was fine with Kickboxer Two being a kickboxer movie. I thought that kind of well, he because he was the the lamest the, Sloan brother. Yeah, that had to get revenge on Tong Po. Right. You remember in a scene, a flashback the- scene. <laughs> Uh, Eric and what, Kurt was that? Uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt yeah. were killed. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And they zoomed in on the face of someone who looked nothing like <laughs> John like Claude. John. They couldn't just do the back of the head to go straight out of what American Ninja Four. Or whatever. And now we put CGI and we put his face on. Him. Yeah, yeah, real creepy. Just use AI to do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Surfer Sloan. That's what we got to call this Sloan. Bro Sloan. Yeah. Bro Sloan. Yeah. Surfer Sloan. <laughs> Because, God damn it, David Sloan, it is good that each Sloan has their own, like, personality. Because they were supposed to be raised individually. So, uh, David... I don't... Oh, yeah, you're right, because that was the... Because they always had to find a reason why Jean-Claude had that accent, so his mom raised him in France or Exactly. Yeah. And then Eric Sloan was ra- raised on, like, the East Coast, and that's why he's tough or whatever. And, and then David a... Sloan is on the West Coast, and that's why he's a bro. So the dad gets around. Dad gets fucking dripping wet this is how we ended up in brazil the land of dripping wet pussy yeah Clash, oh, Clash, talk about clash of the ass titans <laughs> brazil is where the tournament happens yeah brazil is it's uh the world cup of ash classing clashing ash clapping ash cla- actually when you go zoom in on rio de janeiro there is a cutout of the land where it looks like a butt well, yeah, and you also notice that Christ the Redeemer statue, he's got great ass, too. Dude, I don't... He's got that robe on, and yet the butt is just eating it up. The cheeks are just like enormous on yeah. it, and the hips, they, they don't, don't quit. They don't lie. They don't lie. That's what inspired Shakira's song, yeah. Career. And, she, and she's Colombian. And she is Colombian. And she respects Brazil's ass. Well, you know what they say. You can look at, you know, out the direction you, know you what, look. Griff? We're talking way too much about the movie in the opener. We usually ignore the movie in the opener. Yeah, well, we'll throw it to the opener, or, you know, we'll get back to it in a minute. But we went on adventures. Yeah, you know, people love Joe Coleman. So we figured we would talk about Joe Coleman because you care about him more than you do Oz. Yeah, we so, read our audience. We have a, a Coleman story. We mentioned it on last week's episode right after we recorded. We rushed We rushed to our limo. Manningly drove us there. Of course, we're on the VAP. We don't pay to enter these fucking things. That's right. Manningly carried us into the venue. 
That's one right. at a time. That's sat right. us in a chair, and we got to see our man, the genetic jackpot, wrestle. Not wrestle, wrestle. Oh man! In live and in person. I'm glad to see one of those people in the ring was wrestling, because the other one just looked like a bitch. And it wasn't Joe. No, he's a genetic jackpot. He was. He thund- was. His flats were thundering. Yeah. The only time he, you know, he got any kind of move put on him was when he was just trying. Like I saw that a baby fell. I over couldn't and he see was much because there's always a twelve foot goon that stands in front of me, no matter where I'm at. Yeah. So I didn't see much of his match. But at least the twelve, you know, the twelve foot goon was really funny. This is where we have to go with this story, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, first we enter. It's in a fucking dive bar in Hamtram, lovely Hamtramck, the city within the city. Yeah. Uh. We've been we've every time I think well except for one time we did like a rec hall we saw Joe it's usually at this place sanctuary this bar so the ceiling is like not huge not like an arena ceiling nope so you know your ring is like four foot off the ground yep and the ceiling's like what twelve feet at the most at most because if you could you could not get on the top rope if you you had to crouch yeah if you pick somebody up for a body slam their feet would hit. The you could ceiling. if you really were inclined to, you could look up Sanctuary Fight Club and you could see pictures of the people as they do. The wrestlers will get on the middle turnbuckle and like look out. Well, when anybody does that and looks out, except for maybe Judy Threat, you have to <laughs> lean forward so you don't hit the ceiling. Yeah. So they fucking I couldn't believe this. What a disrespect to Joe. Like he's a curtain jerker. He's curtain opening. Jerker. That's that's an open. That's the person who opens the show. Right. Like, Joe's a main eventer. Right. He's not a mid-carder. He's not a mid-carder. He's a main eventer in our show. This was a double main event, and he was in neither of the main events. Yeah, there was five matches. And so Joe starts, so like, oh, at least we won't miss it, because last time we went, we, like, came in the middle of his match. Yeah, that was bad. And uh, he got robbed. There was cheating going on. There was. Well, first, I, I, remember, I, I always remember this. Soon as we enter, okay, there's like what a hundred people, tap max there, something like that. Max, yeah, I was gonna say. Because first of all, there's there's no fucking room, because the ring is taking up the whole. Because it's it's set up like like a like a like a club, like where you see a band, so you can't mm-hmm. fit a, a a ring on the stage. So it has to be in front of the stage. So where there'd be like the pit normally, it's just all. And it's the worst fucking ring. Yeah, it looks it look, like it, shit. It looks like a bunch of soggy mattresses with a tarp thrown over it. And at one point, I mean, you know Joe Coleman, yeah. the genetic jack, he's jacked as fucking hell. So he throws his opponent, you know, the old Irish whip into the ropes. <laughs> and you literally hear parts of the ring fall off. <laughs> yes, I was waiting for the ring to explode at any time. Exactly. So we enter. And the first thing we smell is like shit. Like Griff goes, did someone shit? On themselves because it was awful. awful it was state. so bad. And you know, let's be honest, the crowd were low lives. So it, I was like, okay, it's just them. Because <laughs> hygiene's not high a priority for a, a lot of these people, right? And writing uh, zippy one one liners is their their where they put their energy into. Yeah. So we're like, oh my god! And then we see like the security guy going back and forth, back. He's getting because there's another thing Griff and I've noticed. Any show we go to, it's general admission. No matter where we're standing, that's where everyone has to go constantly back and forth. Every show has that one guy or girl that's constantly moving back and forth. Enjoy the fucking show. Why are you doing this? Stand still. We have that aura, though. That's the problem. We're magnetic. And when we combine, it doubles our aura. So we create a... It like you know that 
kind of cushion for people to walk that through. Magnetism, yeah. So it's that's why we end they up. Just being wanna, like, I know they just want to get closer. They want to rub against us. Right. It's like it's like a rabbit's foot. They get luck from us. Right. It's like they say in Japan. This is a good tie in for wrestling. When you'd have like a crazy guy like Terry Funk or Stan Hansen, Bruiser, Bruiser Brody, they're the the Japanese wants it. If they're scared of something, they believe if they touch it. It will give them good luck. So they would they would try to touch like Bruiser Brody, and he would be like swinging a chain in the middle yes. of the crowd, hitting small children. I remember, and this they part. don't give a fuck. They're like, "Hey, we're here for that." Right here, it would be like if he just slightly brushed against you, you'd you, my neck. I broke my neck. I can't work anymore. I need disability. Right? No, the Japanese accept it. But yeah, that think that's what you're saying is right. But so we found out later. Joe told us, "No, somebody just threw up on the the, the ring." Right. So he had to wrestle right after someone just puked their shit breath, vomit all over it. Fuck. This is the things you do. Things you do. Things you do to earn it. We talked about how low that ceiling was. Joe Coleman executed a fucking drop kick on his opponent where Joe jumps into the air and his head crashes into the seal. I was like, uh, my was, God. There was plaster in his hair. How is this man not on the main stage right now? Politics. Politics, everybody. We're getting into it. <laughs> no, we're not. So somebody, there was some evil doing going on. I couldn't see because I had 50, 15 foot tall giant in front of me. I don't what are they? What are, I think they're called. You know, there's Lilliputians from Gulliver's Travel, the little people. And then oh. he went to a land of giants. Maybe they're called just called gargantuans or something. He yeah. was a gargantuan in front of me. Fuck, and he was the most obnoxious person. Yeah, because everybody, because remember, people, we live in the world where we all accept wrestling is fake, and we have to make a joke of it now. Yeah. So everyone had their fucking cue cards with their one-liners that they thought they were so, and they were laughing at their own jokes, and it was fucking infuriating. Oh, it was the worst, and you know the Gargantuan being the most like the most offensive person of the group because he had that boisterous voice. And he'd be like, oh, you're not supposed to use a close fist. And then he would turn to the crowd and literally <laughs> gesture to them, like, go ahead, give it up Applaud, for me. Please. He's he, got he Jeb bushed it. Yeah, he's got fucking open cups of booze, and he's just fucking sloshing them on people. And nobody's oh. like, hey, fuck off. They're all like, yeah! Not about the wrestling. <laughs> no, it's about... Nope. Not in wrestling isn't about wrestling. It's about you. The and audience. It, it's funny because you would cite like the people who are like AW dorks or something, you know, the yeah. true wrestling fans. Yeah. Don't give me this uh, hokey uh, WWE shit. Give me that real AEW shit where they don't make a mockery of me and my intelligence. They're up there like silently watching hands in their laps. They're the funniest group of wrestling watchers. Yeah. There was a v- I don't know why we weren't in the VIP section, but there was a VIP section well, on the stage. They had chairs. It's because it wasn't the real VIP section. Yeah. yeah. So Joe got robbed. Some cheating went on. I mean, Joe was. I'm worried about him, man. I mean, he he barely had. He just had a rag on his body. I mean, Albert's probably drooling right now, but <laughs> he just had like a rag for his shirt. I well, I don't know if he's got the right thread count in his shirts these days because it's his own merch. Maybe I, I I don't know what's going on, but yeah, you're right. He walked out, lifted up his uh his muscle powder, yeah, his protein powder, hard. and his shirt just like fell apart underneath <laughs> yes. them, just hanging over <laughs> his shoulders. That was right out of Clash of the uh, Big Ass Titans, though. <laughs> <laughs> still haven't seen it. I've been meaning to see that movie, but I haven't seen it yet. It's on your watch list right up there. <laughs> yes. 
So, yeah, and then there was another match. And then there was a, a four-way match, which means four guys melee, just fighting each other. In this ring that's probably smaller than a normal ring, yeah. on the floor, barely even three feet off the floor, I would say. It was, it was like... Uneven legs, so it was rocking constantly. Yeah, it slopes downward, and you know, to drain all the vomit into the. Yeah. So there was, since there were so many guys, a lot of it took place outside of the ring. Ugh. And Griff was disgusted when a black man got thrown out <laughs> and grazed his shin. Uh, Murray, I was disgusted because I didn't have any popcorn <laughs> to share with him. Okay. <laughs> and there was a guy who must have been what five five at the most little dicky little dicky i mean he had a build at least i'll give him that much yeah it's true and he won he the littlest guy but the biggest heart biggest heart he he did a move motherfucker did a move where he had one guy in like some kind oh of God, yeah some kind of uh back break thing. some kind of submission move yeah, yeah. where he had the guy's cold. legs bent behind yeah. his back and then a guy came running at him, and he caught his head. Guy has to bend over pretty far yeah. to get under little Dickie's arm. Five foot five. And then the third guy, or the fourth guy in the match is like, oh, shit. Comes with a punch. Dickie ducks underneath it. Gets that guy in a headlock. Yeah. So just put it this way. Joe Coleman is the only person who tries to make it seem believable. It's just a joke. It's a joke. It's a comedy show. So after that, we had a guy we're familiar with because... It was, I think it was right before uh, COVID. Maybe 2019. Like, like, like the summer before COVID, fall before COVID. I think 2019, yeah. Griffin, myself, and our friend Hair Metal Sean went to a uh, Ring of Honor show, independent wrestling show. Because we hadn't, none of us had been to a show since we were kids. We're like, hey, that'd be fun. Let's just check this it out. It was even before, no, AEW started in 2019. It was, before, it yeah. was like 2018. Yeah, it we was. went to it was, this. It was, yeah, it was, I think it was 2019. But I okay. think it was, it was, yeah. And there was this guy who's from here, I th- Alex Shelley, I think is his name. Something Shelley. So, that sounds about right. And he was he's part of a group. He's been on like national TV. He's uh, Motor City Machine Guns, what they're called. And while we were at the Ring of Honor show, we're just politely sitting there watching. He's giving a promo. That's he didn't right. wrestle. He's giving a promo. And we hear a woman, beautiful voice behind <laughs> us, say, I want to suck your dick. <laughs> And her boyfriend, yeah, she had a boyfriend. Yes, baseball. the boyfriend. He's like, there. what? Stop that! Nobody who, because you know, he's like, he's like, what did she say? Like, no, nobody who chops at my Kroger is yes. here. He was like, some pe- some of your customers <laughs> might be. Somebody here. who knows you might be here, and she's like, none of my customers at Kroger know me. <laughs> it was literally here. It was as surreal as like a sitcom. It's like who would be like nobody shops at my Kroger. It's like what the fuck? Nobody's going Krogering with this chick. So unfortunately, she didn't make it to this show. So no dicks were soft. <laughs> no dicks. But I, he won. And then that was the co-main event. There were two main events. Yeah. So the main event. All right. We got a guy probably about 6'1", 6'2". Yeah. About, yeah, about 250 cool. pounds at least of just muscle. This guy was fucking He was jacked. jacked. Yeah. True Chippendale dancer. Yes. He didn't have the hair, though. No, he did not have the rock star hair. I think he did the first time we saw him at the first show. Maybe. And we're like, okay, that guy looks like a wrestler on, on very on AEW. This guy, I could believe this guy could beat people up, right? Which means until he'd be his opponent shows up, a woman, Jody Threat, 
Uh, I think she was going for a Wendy O. Williams kind of look. That's the vibe I was getting off of her. I will give her this much. She was athletic. She had an athletic build. Oh, yeah. She wasn't like, she didn't look like a porn star like most WWF like female Was it Laurenitis? Yeah, yeah, lingerie oh, model. Over this WWE. girl looked like she's athletic. So I'll give her that. She had some muscles, but she wasn't like China. She wasn't like, you know, bodybuilder. But right. Probably. And we saw her beat this this huge man. The guy that even, I don't know, Joe Coleman, I think, would have trouble with in a real fight. Yeah. But we're supposed to believe that this little woman, she needed a great spot, though, because remember, we're in a bar. So yeah. Griff and I are, like, in the bar section because we're like, oh, my God, it's going to come out, and we don't want to get touched and sweat on us. I don't want any of that. I don't want anybody falling on me. I don't want sweat on me. I don't want fucking fat, boozy chuckleheads fucking throwing beer on me. Right. So she very very smooth. I it didn't seem contrived at all. She somehow stumbles her way on top of the bar. She's yes. down on all fours on the bar. Yes. The bartender just happens to be serving a drink right when she's there. There's nobody in sight. Nobody. But he puts a drink like water. Or maybe it was vodka. I don't know. Who knows? She takes a drink because she's exerting herself, and then she spits it in the eyes of her opponent. That was the turning point. That's she... so potent, too. I mean, this is a... I I don't think it was quite a, a no-DQ match. It was just I think it, I think false count rules. anywhere. Yeah. So the ref let that Thankfully, slide. they set up earlier a table right next to the ring. Well, they were selling merch right there, Murray. No, this was the merch tables they couldn't break because they were like plastic. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But you see what they, they did. They decided like, hey, right, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, right before the match, they were like, this Jody Threat and uh, that other guy, I don't remember his name. He has no name. He, it was just one name. I don't remember what it was. So Almost? Almost. <laughs> so they set up the merch table just to sell it real quick right where the fans were. Like when the hot dog vendor goes out into the crowd. Yeah. And I didn't see it because, like I said, I gargantuan. I, I I was talking to Griff about this. When we were at when any show we're ever at, everyone's either five feet tall or seven feet tall. There's no, no average size people. No. So, and always I always have the seven feet tall people in front of me, which irritates me. So I didn't see what really happened, but somehow she like I know she they fucked the move up because they were supposed to. He was, she was supposed to break the, through the table. On the yeah, guy. like she was going to give him an elbow or some shit. Was it he was teetering on the outskirts of the ring, just on the other side of the ropes, and she was supposed to tackle him, and they were going to fall onto the table? Something I thought like that. that's what it was supposed but to be. But it did not break, so she had to do another move, and then it broke. Yeah, like I, she, she I just didn't. She like jumped see. on him. Yeah, I was And then say. she pinned him, and then I'm like, oh my God, a man just lost a woman. He's going to kill her now. It's got, I mean, that's the only. I would choice. be enraged. Right. A woman humiliated me in front of these beautiful people. Jody Threat, however, you know, she's elated with herself. Well, she's, she just won the... She, by the way, people, she just won a belt. A belt. I don't know what it was for, but she won it. Thrash? Thrash Zone. Thrash Zone, which is the most prestigious belt you can have, the Thrash Zone belt. And so she is, you know, so fucking over the moon here. She's going through the fans, and then she happens to find her way to the bar where the bartender just serving nobody <laughs> happens to push two strows forward. So Which, by the way, Jody, if you're going to take your name from the, the, the original, the originators of Straight Edge, Minor Threat, you don't drink a fucking alcohol. You have to take that a step further, because apparently, I didn't even recognize this, she had a Minor Threat boot logo, too. Didn't she say that was straight from Minor Threat? I don't know. Like the footprint? I don't know. You don't remember it? No, I don't remember Because I literally asked you, I was like, I didn't realize the boot print was like a Minor Threat thing. I, I, 
No, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Great content. <laughs> so they, he showed, he's like, she handed him a beer, and then they just clinked them together and swigged it and went to give him a hell yeah. That's right. And they respected each other. And then, and then after that, every lesbian in the room just ran up to Jody and just said <laughs> how proud they were to see her. Uh this was fascinating. We've been to this show multiple times, and the audience for this one was probably forty percent lesbian. All for Jody Threat. All for Jody Threat. She's Which, hey, got, like hey, everybody needs heroes. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know if Jody Threat is a lesbian, but she is. Hey, fine. Either way, it's like this girl is selling tickets, so oh. maybe she should be the main event. Main event. She should oh. be the threat. So I guess you could see her on Impact Wrestling. Yes, apparently. So I think that exists somewhere on YouTube. If you want, would like somewhere. to see, I some think no. I think time. they have. It, it exists on one of those cable channels. No one watches. Oh, okay. You stumbling on if you're stumbling through and you see see her. Stop for a second. Either way, you could look it up and you could tell us if that boot print that Murray forgot about is. I don't fact. remember a boot. There's no boot print associated with Minor Threat. So she had the the font. It was just the font. To her name was the Minor Threat okay. font because. I mentioned the boot print to you, and I said I didn't it realize they used it. It was a boot print. It. it wasn't a boots, because Agnostic yeah. Front has, like, boots for their... Yeah, it was just a boot print. I don't know. Okay. All right, enough of that shit. You got your non-movie content out You got your Joel Coleman dose of the day. Right. Just a spoonful of the coal. And now you're going to get your dose of Kickboxer 3, The Art of War. Was that deleted? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kickboxer 3, The Art of War. Welcome to Rio, David. Ah! Sasha Mitchell, star of Kickboxer 2, is back in Kickboxer 3. And the action has never been hotter. Ladies and gentlemen, the main event of the evening. Champion kickboxer David Sloan has come to the world's wildest city to defend his title. You fight to be the best champion. First, there was Van Damme. Then, there was Sasha Mitchell. Now, Sasha's back, and he's deadlier than ever. The hot-running Kickboxer series continues with a heart-stopping sequel, Kickboxer 3, The Art of War. I hope you motherfuckers are ready for some kickboxing action. Get some of those Venez Vuvuzelas in here and shit, Murray. That's an editor's note. I'm going to edit that in there. Gotta put those in there. Wah, wah, wah. Cause kickbox. Kickbox three. There's gonna be three times the kickboxing is. Kickboxing one. I wish that were true, but I hate this is my least favorite of the kickboxers. It's the jump the shark moment for kickboxer. It obviously was a movie. It was probably Kinjite 2 script where I'm gonna call him Paul Kersey because I don't remember his character's name. Flew to, to Brazil to stop even more sex trafficking and they just threw kickboxing into it that makes 100,000 percent more sense than this being a sequel in the kickboxer trilogy to this point yeah because like, why couldn't they just have tong po running the fucking sex trafficking thing? right why there is so many things we're going to discuss about here how they could have built this so it actually did feel like a kickboxer movie Instead, they just kickboxing is literally a D level story in this. It's just like, oh yeah, it's in there somewhere, but there's more important shit. When you go to look at the cover of this movie, can you tell me what was on the cover of this movie? Was it just Sasha Baron Mitchell? 
It's him in the background. Kicking. Is he kicking? No. Oh. He's holding a submachine gun. Yeah, you don't want to see people holding guns in martial arts movies. Kind of oxymoron. It would make sense. I've got my kickboxer laser disc mounted on the wall there. Jean-Claude flexing hard. Kickboxer 2. Sasha Mitchell doing like a kick probably maybe in some baggy fucking, you know, Zubaz or something. Yeah. And then we have three. American flag. Him with the fucking submachine gun. None of this makes sense. No. This movie shouldn't have happened. It should not have happened. So we start out. We see a young girl running for her life from some greasy goon. Oh, this greasy goon is greasy as This was perfect casting. Oh, that's the one thing I'll give this movie. It had great casting. Great sets, too. And scene. Uh, backgrounds and exteriors. Well, yeah, exteriors. it's not that hard to just show the poverty of Brazil. Because they, they did film this in Brazil, right, Griff? Well, yes, they fr- filmed it in Brazil, but... You gotta you gotta kind of contrast there because you get you get the sad streets you get the abandoned. Uh, they said it was supposed to be like apartments or a hotel. That yeah, they I don't were know. I, I don't know. I guess the economy was awful in the '90s in Brazil because that's perfect beachfront property. You could make some kind of like resort, right? And give those people great jobs picking up after Americans. Oh my god! Is there is there there for the sex traffic? Yeah. <gasps> Oh, man. So this girl's running. She's in distress. The guy has a machete. It's it's a fucked up situation here. And at first I'm like, man, I can't wait to see how this turns to be something about kickboxing. And that's when we cut away. And we've got a well-dressed, a sharp-dressed man. Got perfect 90s hair. He looks like a complete douchebag. Tan jacket, which we know makes you a terrorist. Especially if it's on a president. Well, we don't know. Well, I guess we do know because the show is it. Uh, Frank Lane, he's our villain of this movie, and he's a he's an American expatriate. Yeah. That's right. Trying right. to live the Brazilian dream. That's right. Which, of course, is trafficking underage girls, and he's doing well at it. I think. I think Epstein might have financed this movie. That's why this movie got made. <laughs> right. Because maybe it was like one of those things where he wanted to make a movie where he's the hero, like he's Frank Lane. Yeah. And then it got out of his hands, out of control, you know. We we hear about this all the time. Was, the studio gets control. There was some kind of line in there. It had and, nothing, like you said, nothing with kickboxing. It was just a story about an American uh, guy with a can-do attitude. That's right. And then they just threw kickboxer into yeah, it. I'm sorry. Everybody, if you hear us kind of lose track, it's because Millie's really into kickboxer 3, and she's coming <laughs> over, and she's trying to get well, in on it. You can argue this. all you want, Millie. It's trash. It's trash, Millhouse. So I think you're right. I think this was written to be sympathetic towards the Jeffrey Epstein character. There's even a Ghislaine Maxwell character in this movie. Yeah. It's amazing how well this meshes up with his story. Are we sure that's her name? Ghislaine? Ghislaine? First of all, Ghislaine Maxwell Ghislaine? is a great porn star name. Ghislaine. Oh, I got to bring this up. This is nothing much to do about nothing we're talking about. But uh, I had a great day at the secondhand uh uh, store. I found some boy, some idiot, was dumping off <laughs> all their Sylvester Stallone soundtrack albums. So I got Griff a Rocky Four. I got myself a Cobra, and it was funny because the Cobra one they had the sticker from whatever the previous record store that had sold it. So it said like ten ninety nine, and this was this wasn't written. This was printed on the price tag. It said 
Magnolia Thunder Pussy. Yes. <laughs> First of all, that's the greatest Native American porn name of all time. If there's someone Native American out there thinking about getting into porn, Magnolia Thunder Pussy. Thunder Pussy, definitely. Magnolia I don't doesn't that's, seem native enough. Well, no, but I mean. Yeah, yeah. So Thunder Pussy something. I like it. Or, you know. Yeah. And so that's it. So, okay. <laughs> so we were saying. First of all, I also want to point out with this movie. Full Moon soundtrack in effect. Oh, my God. Totally? <laughs> Seriously, watch this movie. It's for free on Tubi. When you're, like, ready to be like, man, it sucks that se- sex trafficking still is in function today, and we need to do something about that, watch this movie so you can feel better about it, because Sasha Mitchell's going to solve the case. Right. As goofy as he I want to call him Cody all the time. I think that might have been his character name on Full House or whatever he was on, Step by Step. But he did. He embodies Cody. He's Spicoli. Spicoli. Spicody. Spicody. <laughs> so yeah. So he is like he, Lane. What you're saying? He who are we talking Frank about? Frank Lane. Yeah, Frank. Frank Lane. Lane. Back to the movie. Yes. He's talking, greeting his guests because this is the fuck resort that he has. Great casting. All these girls look underage. Yes. All these guys look old and creepy. Oh, man. And they're just macking on these girls. We made a character. Was this an R-rated movie or was this PG-13? I'm pretty sure it was 13. Okay, because we don't don't see anything. Yeah. It's bad enough, but yeah, at least we don't get to see anything. And he's like, hey, this one, like, is this a good fuck for you? And they're like, oh, I love it, you know? And he's like, good, good, you know, see you later at the, the orgy we're having. Orgy slash karaoke right. we're having. Uh, bingo, orgy, karaoke. Uh, and that's when his main man, Pete. That's not the name of a main man, Pete. No. That doesn't... Especially for a Brazilian guy. Right. It should be like Stinger or something like that. Stinker, maybe? They captured the young lady we were talking about 15 minutes ago. The one that was running. They bring her in. Machete had her. They throw her. They have, they have this little harem room. They keep all the girls in. And they just throw her in that room. And you're thinking, all right, she's just going to be spanked or something like that. <laughs> something hot. You but might but even no. you might even have a Machete, not, not the Machete you were just talking about, Machete from Dino Velvet's films, <laughs> in there. That was Machine. Oh, machine! Oh, Machete I got it wrong. is um, what's his name? Yeah, I know what you're yeah. thinking of. Yeah, um, but I love Danny Trejo. I love how they had that room set up because it's just one big room. There's a small 13 inch TV in the corner. It was 92, yeah. so it's not like you could get a lot of shit. Right. But then there was those big fish carved out of like wood or tin or something, ornamenting the wall. It's very much a Brazilian thing. Every Brazilian house. Has Every that. Brazilian, not Jesus stuff. Fish. Yeah. I'm talking, we're talking about the band fish? Yeah. No. Oh. It fall. You know what? Frank Lane seems like he'd be a fish fan. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sasha, calm down. David isn't it, Sloan. Isn't it always that way? Like the most like chill bro bands are always like asshole rich people like love. Like, I believe it. Because you have to be an asshole rich person to afford going to all these shows. Like this, I'm just going to take six months off, find myself, and go to fish shows fish every shows. goddamn day. I wouldn't be surprised if they were a bunch of fucking rich. I feel like Abra has some info for us on this. Maybe her I don't, She's she, got hippie parents, right? They probably are fish she's fans. Yeah, but I think she's either pseudo hippies. Pseudo? Well, well, fish might be pseudo well, hippie. Well, write that down. We might you know, we might have to talk to her about what that. What am I writing down? Then we might have to ask her that question because she, she might be making a parent soon uh 
She's all uh, she's into prog rock guys. Is her thing. Albras? Yeah, oh, her okay. husband. Her <laughs> husband's a big prog rock. Guy. Hey, do you guys like early Genesis? Because I do. So they throw. He's got to make a. He's got to make an example of this girl. You cannot run away from uh, Fuck Lane. I'm gonna call this place Fuck Lane. He should be called Fuck Lane. And so you think, like I said, he's just going to spank her a little. And no, he pulls out a gun and just shoots her right in front of all the girls. Good shot, too. He did not miss. He did not quiver at all. He, he, ate, right. he ate it right for the body mass. He That's didn't right. go for the headshot. They even have studio seating in this. So it's three-tiered studio Stadium seating. seating. Stadium seating. Yeah. Excuse me. Thank you. Amphitheater seating, if you will, as well. Lesson uh, over. And then he hands his gun to Pete and walks out. That's right. All right. Now we're finally going to get to our kickboxing, right? Right. We're going to kickbox now. We're going to show some sparring, maybe punching the speed bag. Question. No, we're not going to see any of that. Oh, okay. Question. <laughs> Sasha Baron Mitchell, do you think all his outfits in this movie were his personal like ensembles? Yeah, 100%. Okay, this this is the great. I can't believe this was the only time you see this outfit. They're on a plane. Him and Zion are on a plane. They're they're doing. They're flying down Brazil for a fight because we know David Sloan is the greatest kickboxer on at least the West Coast. He's the champion. Champion of something. <laughs> we don't know what. Okay. He doesn't have a belt. <laughs> champion. David is wearing. And this, this this fits. It was the nineties, but he's wearing red overalls. Yes. Without a shirt. Yes. I don't. Thirty years ago, I, I think anything goes nowadays. But thirty years ago, I don't think they would allow someone on an airplane. Yeah. Wearing overalls without a shirt. If you went down to Movement Festival, I think that was a few weeks ago, you would have saw a thousand uh, Instagram influencers, guys and gals, and in the in betweens. All wearing that outfit. Are there any fans at those kind of things anymore? Like Coachella? Or is it just influencers at these things? No, now? there's definitely fans, but there's less of them because they make it so expensive. And so yeah. it's like the influencer are like, hey, pay to give me that. It's like AW's $300 plus tickets just to get in. You know, it's all. Murray, you're getting me hot. <laughs> it's finally temping up here, and I'm getting hot. Yeah. And we got a long day ahead of us. We can't do this. So. David and Zan are in their flight. Zan is... We're going to mess up his name every fucking time we say Zian? it. Even though this is our third movie with him. Zion? 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 Zion. X-I-A-N. Zion. 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 Everybody pronounces it differently. <laughs> yes. And, so yeah. he is scared of flying. Or he's just disgusted with the outfit that David's wearing because it's, it's embarrassing. His, his outfits... Were they even on a plane? Was it just like a room? <laughs> like it was just a room with like a couch and a, a circular window. You could actually look out the window and see the strings lifting the little <laughs> set because all you see is yeah, like it was just two. like it was just like cotton balls for yeah. clouds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all right, so we, we a little levity because we're talking about sex trafficking. We saw a girl get murdered, so we need some levity to take us down. And it's, we're just going to joke about Zion's fear of flying. So we get down to Rio. We get the fucking stock footage of the Christ Redeemer statue. We see Ipanema Beach. And then just cut into the various beach shots. You get like eight (laughs) frames of the girl we just saw get shot washing ashore and people like setting up a volleyball net over her. I don't know. Okay. I did look up the writer and the director of this movie. You know what their big claim to fame was? Kickboxer 4. The director, Abra, did Point 
Break wrote and directed. The guy wow. who directed this movie did Point Break. Wow, that, that that that's. I don't remember what the writer did, but he had one of those like, oh yeah, that's kind of in our stratosphere type movies. Good. So all right, we got seven days till this big fight. So Dave just wants to party, and Zian's like, no, we must train. Look at all of this nature. We must train in it. Look at that tree. You should climb that tree. That building's falling apart. You should just climb that bu- Like, everything is just climb. He, as, as he, everything, he looks. He just sees a training opportunity. Exactly. Backflips. Meditation. Right. And as they're going, they see someone doing a capybara demonstration. <laughs> and it's, so they're, they're explaining it to us dumb Americans. Like, this was a martial arts style created in Brazil by slaves, but they made it look like a dance so their slave owners would not know they're really training martial arts. Exactly. And he's like, beautiful. Hey, bro, that's pretty fucking beautiful. And then Z- Zion has to add in there, but deadly. They used to also attach knives to their feet. Which, by the way, like we said earlier, alluded to in the beginning, Capybara is going to take it's going to be used later in the movie, right? There's going to be a move he's watching right now that he's going to use. No. We have watched so many of these <laughs> fucking movies. That is the foreshadow. You're going to learn this native martial arts right. to overcome your opponent. Right, cuz your opponent will have scouted you so well, he'll know every move you can do. Your opponent who's like Eric Martin <laughs> Who's just a fucking another American who fights the same way you fight and just has an edge to him. That's it. I'm sorry to spoil this fucking movie here, but that's fucking it. <laughs> so they stop at a restaurant. Oh, my God. This is something my sister would do. Like, you, get, you, order, I, you order what you want, and then they order something, and they want to eat what's on your fucking plate. This would be exactly what would happen. Like... Zion also wants to be the wise world traveler. I'm going to eat what the locals eat. Right. And Cody. Got a bunch of plants. I already did it. Cody. Dave. He just Dave, gets a hamburger. David gets chicken, <laughs> rice, and three leaves of iceberg lettuce, please. God, that was disgusting. And it was wilted and brown. Wilted brown. And so. But Zion loves wilted brown iceberg. Zion's playing with his food. It looks like it's like sheep brain or something. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't know what our uh, you know plantains. Brazilian food. Yeah, uh, and, I don't know Brazilian food sheep brains. <laughs> I, it was probably oatmeal. I don't know why Zion was so disgusted by it, but he's picking it over, and then he's like, "I just want to see what you have here," and he starts forking through fucking. Uh, and I'm on. This is the only time I ever get me on David's side in this movie. He's like, "Bro, get the fuck out of my food." <laughs> and he's like, "I'm just tasting it. Don't worry. A little bit will not harm you. Well, a little bit turns into a lot of bit, <laughs> and next thing you know, you're sharing my my. And I'm eating sheep brains, bro. <laughs> you're you're bogus. You're, you're gonna be stealing my bacon and eggs tomorrow mornings, bruh. <laughs> So as they're broing down, a dirty little waif girl. David is already in a different outfit. He has yes, landed and yes. switched out of his overalls. Yes, David. <laughs> for the rest of the movie, I think Dave, David just brought like a trash bag filled with just baggy tank tops and sweatpants of all the colors of the rainbow. That's all he wears for the rest of the movie. Like, be- unless he's wearing, because we got to let everyone know we're proud Americans, yeah. a sports team, a 
uh, L.A. Raiders. This is actually what he's wearing. L.A. Yeah. Raiders right now. Yeah. Cut off sleeves, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. you show off that ink on his arm. Yeah, he does have early 90s ink, which yeah. we've talked about. It's <laughs> yeah, like, that was wasn't, rare. Yeah. It wasn't very big. So, so he's got to show it off. I mean, Sasha Mitchell pops. He he definitely <laughs> looks like a fucking star. But this bro attitude, especially in this fucking movie, does not work at all. So... They're hanging out there. He's giving him. David is giving Zion the cold shoulder about his food, giving him some shit, but in a very broy way. When suddenly this little beggar girl comes over, she's got a little box of uh, chiclets and uh, what is it? Zebra striped gum. Don't even know how they got it. Rare import gum, back from your homeland. Sorry, lady, I don't need chew that stuff. As they're engrossed in the gum. A little... Well, oh. she spills his drink on him. Oh, that's right. And while they're distracted by, my sweatpants! Fucking this little boy runs and grabs their camera. Because remember, we didn't have camera phones in 92. Oh, that's right. And just runs off. Looked like a cheap piece of shit camera, but still... It was it was uh well, it was a disposable one. Yeah, but a, still they paid for it. Yeah, true. So they run after him. Well, Gotta get Zion stays and finishes David's meal. Well, yeah. David runs after to get his camera. He literally says, "Uh, David, there's a lot of dick pics on there, bro. I can't anyone see." <laughs> so he runs after him. Is this a good time to ask? Does David wear underwear? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> okay, he's okay. free balling at all times. That's why he wears sweatpants. Well, he's so fucking limber. You know, he stretches yeah. so far. He can do the splits. You can't wear underwear when you can do splits. <laughs> they don't make a fiber that can do that. So he chases after the kid. The kid stops by these. I th- I thought this was like his Fagin, like his like boss. But no, it's just a random Brazilian guy who doesn't want some gringo fucking with his locals. She's I, like, hey, what are you messing with that kid for? He's got my camera, bro. Dick pics. Man, you got to hear this drunk person who who stops David because the ADR does not match at all. So you see a mouth probably move. a guy who speaks native Portuguese. It, it could be that. Just, yeah, they just... And so he stops David, and David's like, hey, that kid stole my camera, bro. I just want to get it back. And this guy... Mouth not meeting the words at all. No, you don't. And next thing you know, he's breaking a bottle and coming at David, trying to stab him and everything. David just flips him over because he's a fucking drunk. David has goddamn a championship of no, kickboxing. No tippy taps here. He's all power. Dude, you don't take his camera or Zion's camera. Yeah. Either well, way. And so he, that's why it was weird. It was Zion's camera, but there were tons of David dick pics on it. Well, David, <laughs> he likes practical jokes. You know, he's that kind of guy. He would do a he upper is, decker. Probably did that in the hotel room. Uh, we might have learned something about David. He's into older men. He's into the daddy type, tutor type, master type. You know, he's a sub to yeah, his master. He's a bottom, yeah. yeah. Power bottom, not a tippy tap bottom. And, I mean, we have a lot of evidence in this movie where Marcos, who we're about to really learn about here, is like, hey, David, this girl's holy into you. And David's like, yeah, okay, bro. I'm a fighter. Chi, bro. So David goes up to Marcos. Grabs his camera away. Marcos immediately goes for his switchblade. Right. i fuck you up, man. Oh, come on, bro. You're not going to do nothing. He easily disarms fucking Marcos. And Marcos just keeps going on. I'm Marcos going to fucking... threatens to kill him. I'm going to fucking kill you, gringo. <laughs> I'm going to take your goddamn life. He's like, well, you're not going to do with this knife, bro. And he takes the knife and goes back to the restaurant. Zion... Has eaten all of his shit. He's like, I took, I, I, I ordered some dessert for you. I ate it. It was delicious. 
And now let's go. And then fucking uh, Marco shows up. Give my fucking knife, gringo. And he's like, "How about we feed you instead?" I, there's some of David's meal I did not eat. David he just hands for, David's meal. To David him. for the first time shows some emotion. He's like, "The fucking nerve of this kid! <laughs> he tries to kill me." The kid walks up as as David was walking away. He actually goes, "Pew!" <laughs> like he's gonna shoot David. And whatever the director's name, I think it was his last name was King. He decided to freeze frame and linger on this kid just going pew for like 19 <laughs> seconds. So, yeah, he comes over, tells David, give me back my fucking knife. And well, he has a good reason why he wants his knife back. Right, because David's like, the nerve of this kid coming over, asking for his knife back after he threatened my life. He's like, I need it to protect my sister. And so David and Marcos are getting hot with each other. Yeah. And that's when Zion cools it down and says, no, 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 no. We do not fight with words. We fight with forks. Why don't you feed yourself, son? I'm going to get you. And he, order- he orders chicken and somehow steak ends up on this plate at some point. And he's like, and your sister can come as well. Well, yeah, he whistles her over. Ah, the accomplice is here. David and is She's very upset. shy, so she never speaks except when she's with Marcos. So she's a mute. And she helps herself to some of David's food. Everyone's digging in David's fucking food, man. Yeah. But she had dirty hands, and she's just in the rice with these, like, filthy hands. Isabella's worse than that, Murray. The only time she speaks when she gets the Lord over her peers. Oh, yeah, rub it in. Yeah. Think about that. So they have a nice meal. Now they're friends. So they're going back to the hotel. They're staying at the, the rich people hotel. Yeah. And Mark was like, look, man, you need a guide. I can show you the ins and outs. I can get the best pussy, the best drugs. I yeah. get you fucked up. Have you ever smoked crack out of a flight bulb? Because <laughs> as they're walking around, there's just some free-range barbecue happening. And Dave's like, oh, bro, barbecue. Is this like Tex-Mex? We're like south of the border right now, so it's got to be Tex-Mex. And he's like, no, my friend. They say it's cab, but actually it's no. cat. Well, Marcos would not talk that way. Marcos is the one who tells him that. Well, yeah, that's... I'm sorry. You're talking get... like Zion. You're confusing me. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah, to be doing that. He would be like, hey, asshole, that's cat. What? I love this, too. Because Zion, taking a picture of it. He's like, oh, cat? Okay. Well, he is Asian. They, they, no they, well, I'm just saying they do eat dogs and cats in their culture. We're, we're... <laughs> they do. I mean, I don't like it, but it's a fact. So and Marcos is like they 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 agree. Marcos like I I can show you around while you're here. And they're like, eh, bro, you know they're warming up to each other. You know. Well, we know about kickboxer too. This plays into David's character. He's used to troubled youth on the streets. This makes sense. This is an extension of kickboxer too. Where it goes does not make any sense. You know what David needed, especially at this time, a fanny pack. Because where's he going to keep all his fucking shit? You know. That's right. He's no. got to be taking some... Because he's free-balling. He has no underwear to put shit in. I mean... <laughs> so. He doesn't even have a wallet on him. Right. And so Zion pulls out a big wad. They always complain how broke they are. And then it's like Zion's just throwing money around like it's water. Literally, I don't remember where it was. I think it's in a scene here, uh, the next few scenes here. But they're talking about how we're here because we have no fucking money and we need to make money. It does not pay to be a kickboxing champion. It makes sense. We learned that from Lauren Avedon. Right. 
Uh, so he pulls, he flicks off some money, and then Mark goes, I ain't no charity fucking shit, he's man. Been, he's been watching the conservative fucking news feed here. I don't take charity, bro. I'll earn it my way. Money is the sign of friendship because you buy your friends, Griff. That's right. People don't like you unless they get money off of That's you. That's right. And so as, they're, as they they goes, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, see you tomorrow, bro. And then uh, one of them says, like, Dave. They're like, walking away, and then Zion's like, David, he stole our camera again. Ah, oh, bro. We'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> and then the kids go back to the little hovel that they live in with all the other street urchins. They show off that fucking, fucking Instamax. Right. You know, Marco still has to have his street cred, so he's bumping everybody like, look at this, look at this camera, swishes it up. Doesn't take any pictures. I'm glad he didn't get any of them developed. Yeah, just, yeah because there's that scene. There's some – everybody wants to fuck Isabella, even Marco. It's very uncomfortable. This is a very strange Because he's like, pose for me, baby, and he's like going – like making the noise and she's like you know she's like doing stuff with her hands and then he's like yep a little further with that because <laughs> yeah. she's pulling back her fucking like top that she what the fuck is happening i don't know so weird they're literally like this is the streets of la but now it's infested with children instead of hobos you know that we would see in la because it's like yeah. You have well, that's the real. I mean, Brazil yeah. is, has a yeah, problem. huge poverty problem. But it's like you have the have, um, yeah, they have gangs of little kids. Yeah, you got like the garbage can fires and everything. It's an abandoned building. It's, it's good. It's good so, set dressing. So, all right, next morning they're going to do an exhibition. Of at, course, Marcos and Isabella are invited. They're still wearing their tattered clothes, by the way. Right, filthy tattered clothes. They're going to like an upscale. Uh, church slash restaurant? Come on. <laughs> you help me a, out here. I thought it was like in a hotel or something, like a, ball, a ballroom of a hotel. But the stained glass and everything seem to have yeah. a religious theme to it. Well, I mean, it's a very religious country. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. So and they're it, not stabbing you. In this the, is the, the action. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're, not, the, we're not. Little children aren't living in fucking abject poverty and being sold for sex. Very religious. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. So, they are Catholic, so it, it, it tracks. <laughs> you want to fuck little kids. So. Oh, God, this is terrible. Uh, so this is the real sanctuary fight club is the joke I was trying to make. <laughs> so I think it's at a hotel because it seems like they're in the kitchen area, and that's like their locker room. I, I got this vibe like it was a kitchen. Wait, area. is this our fucking tippy-tap Baywatch Night episode now? <laughs> could be. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Because so, and then David's like lying on a gurney or something. David's lying on a gurney. They Zion's have... putting peck jelly on him because oh. it's an exhibition. He's got a show. He's massaging him so hard, and they're talking about their money problem, problems. And Zion gets lost in the conversation. And Cody, David, goes, uh, "Bro, you're cutting off my circulation. Bro, you're going a little too far down there." By this time, fucking Zion's hands in his fucking sweatpants. Yeah. And uh, Cody, David, remember the, the main word here today, exhibition. We're not right. earning any big money here today. That's next week. They're fighting for charity today. Yeah. but So no getting hurt. Don't go overboard. We're about to learn that he's not even fighting anybody. He's no. just doing little stunts. And this is where we learn that they're poor. The obvious, then, we, then we see he pulls out that big wad. It's just fucking... Pieces of newspaper with the yeah. two twenties over. It's two twenties over it. 
And so and we're like, we're feeling for him now. We're like, oh, man, it does not pay to be a kickboxer. And while that goes on, a young fighter who looks up, probably got into fighting because of David. Yeah. He's like, hey, could you be my corner man? I have a big fight with this Eric Martin guy. He's the yeah. guy you're going to be fighting next week. Yeah. Sure, bro, whatever you need. Lin Manguel Manguel. So we see, uh, we're in the ring now. We see David doing some exhibitions. He's doing roundhouses, knocking uh, cups of water off people's heads. It's just that one fucking greased up, super conditioned, jobber looking motherfucker. Looked like Eric Sloan with longer hair. It did. It looked like the brother Eric Sloan. Are we talking about Eric Martin? No. I'm talking about the fucking jobber he was doing (laughs) his stunts on. He had a curly mullet, so it was like Eric Martin's hair. It just grew longer in the back. He had it all conditioned. And he's doing all, you know, he's blocking it with the pads, and he's letting him kick it, the cup off his head. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. But it's all power. No tippy taps. We're getting a scan of the audience, Murray. This is our job. What does this audience look like? I remember. Rich motherfuckers, (laughs) and then two raggedy ass fucking street kids. Filthy kids. kids. And then you have Frank Lane chewing on a fucking cigarello or whatever the fuck (laughs) it was. And he's looking over at Isabella, and he's just like fucking just taking chomps like it's a Slim Jim all of a sudden out of a cigarette. And he's looking at Pete, and he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because Frank Lane is there because he is the manager of Eric Martin. He believes in diversifying. You got to spread your portfolio. portfolio. <laughs> so he's getting involved. He's dipping his toe into kickboxing. That's right. With his great prospect, Eric Martin. Right. The, the way you grow your money is by putting it in easy investments. And an easy investment in Rio de Janeiro is kickboxing. Right. If you, you're not pimping out children, it's kickboxing. It's, it's both. sex. It's violence. It's both. You got to do both. You got to have your irons in a lot of fires. So uh, Miguel, we just saw earlier, steps in. He's going to be fighting. So remember, uh, David is the champ, so he doesn't need to fight today. But Eric's got to prove himself because he's going to fight the champ. Right. This is a charity event to uh, help impoverished children. Right. And, yeah, so this is still an exhibition, by the way. This is between Miguel and Eric. At least Eric, somebody didn't tell Eric, apparently. Yeah. Because Eric is like frothing at the mouth, can't wait to murder somebody. He is going right at Miguel. He pushes Miguel out of the way and points at fucking David. I want you! Oh, he does the fucking um, uh, Creed? Yes. And David's like, bro, whatever, I'll see you next week. And so he's so amped up, he just, the, the fight starts... Miguel gets nothing in. Nothing. Eric destroys him. Jobber right. match. They call like one round. M- Miguel's already like bleeding out of his face, <laughs> his, ears, out of his ears, his yeah. eyeballs. And Cody, Cody. David. <laughs> David's only thing is, hit the legs, bro. He's like, bro, you're still in this one. <laughs> it's an expi- exhibition, he's by the way. Hold, he is holding a towel a la Rocky. But he's not dropping it. Maybe what's it happening here is David looked around and saw how much money was being collected. He's like, you know what? I'm going to let Miguel almost die for the children. He's, he's got to earn it. He's got to earn it. So he's like, hey, bro, here's my advice. Take his legs out. Take his power away. Drain his endurance. Drain his chi. So Miguel gets back in there for round two, takes one little kick at the guy's leg, but he's so weak at this point that... Uh, Eric, Eric Bonet 
Mark Monet. Monet. Actually, my Mark. friend's name is Monet. It's Eric Monet. Martin. Martin. Eric Martin is just like, nah, bro. And it fucking just starts stomping all over his he face. He goes him, man. 2,000 power per square inch of power. That kick. And David finally has enough. He jumps in to break it up because he's going to kill this kid. It's like literally after Miguel's head goes flying off his shoulders, David's like, hey, exhibition, bro. Hold me back, bro. Zion calms the situation. Don't worry. You'll, you will go teach him a lesson next week. That's right. All right. So they leave. Fucking Lane's waiting out there for him. He's like, hey, fellow American. You know, I, I like I, I know everything about your career, David. You're amazing. You're going to be fighting my fighter next week. I'm just I'm so sorry about Martin. I all hype. And then he brings it back down. He's got to apologize. Got to, you know, plead his case here. I am so sorry about Martin. He is a sweet man. I swear to you. It's just when he gets don't in the Don't let the, the mullet fool you. He's it's a human he, being. Don't let that mullet and goatee combo get to you. He's not into underage children at all. No. He finds them vile. He likes his women adults. Right. Uh, but I got to tell you, I want to make it up. I want to invite you to a nice little party. Soiree we're having later. In fact, do you need to ride back into your hotel in my limo? Is that now? I think you're pushing it. You're pushing it too far. I think no, I don't know. <laughs> you definitely are. It's in, it's it's after they pick him up from jail that he. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Okay. All right, I'm wrong. You tried. You reached. It's okay. <laughs> I reached for the stars and I burnt out. It's getting hot. I got like go. a young monkey. I'm gonna go. go get the fan. That's what it is, Murray. You're getting hot. So, uh, yeah. Instead, Marco's like, "Hey, you want to see the shithole where I live? Sounds cool, bro." So they go to this place, and like this is some prime fucking real estate. Maybe this is why uh, Brazil has so many problems. They don't under, They don't get the uh, the the assets that they have. There's this prime beachfront area. These fucking homeless kids are living in. It's like demolish that and build a resort. Donald Trump's too busy going over to Eastern Europe instead of South America. All we need him to do is go down there and fucking are the deal all over these children. So they're like, hey, this looks pretty cool, bro. It's like, well, actually, I shit in a hole right there. It's not that cool at all. <laughs> but then we, we learn about Marcos. Hey, he's like, how do you know such great English, bro? And he's like, well, my dad worked for a guy who knew English. And you don't believe this shit. My dad went to jail. He's like, because what's happening? My mom's dead. My dad, he's in jail for stealing a sausage. How did that happen? Well, here's the thing. Oh, he was man. hungry. He stole the sausage on his way to rob a bank, <laughs> and he was only robbing the bank to pay for the sausage. So when he came back, he robbed the bank, came back to, to give the sausage man his money. The sausage man hit him on the head, and he got busted. Can you believe that shit? Can you believe? So I love this because this story, Marie just told in nine seconds, and I'm going to draw it for the next nine minutes. David interrupts it so many times. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Bro, I can't wrap my head around this that it takes him five minutes to explain this 10-second story. Right. All right, so then they look at it. Everyone's looking at Isabel with hungry eyes for some reason. And they're like... Maybe that should be the opening music. <laughs> hungry, yeah. So Zion's like... Zian, 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 blah, blah. <laughs> you are filthy whore. We can't have you at this party looking like that. We must get you some clothes. So we get a mini montage... For trying out shit, this, this 
movie's so creepy because Zion's like, he's looking like a, like fucking the Mac, like a pimp. He's like sitting there and she's dressing for him, coming out with outfits. And he's like, too slutty. It was literally. Not slutty enough. It was one of those situations too where it's an upscale. It's pretty dr- woman, man. Yeah. It is pretty woman. He's hanging out in his fucking fine Far East attire. <laughs> he's got the fucking person bringing him shoots of fl- uh Flutes of champagne. Oh, my God. The verbiage here. Uh, he's sitting on the fucking lounge. He's got big titty bitch. Well, I'm he's excuse got me. His, big booty bitches. He is manspreading like a motherfucker. Of he's, co- he's rubbing pimp- his fucking thigh. Oh, my God. He's, he's got the girls rubbing his thigh. And Isabella and Again. Marcos is drooling, too, which is even sicker. Isabella is like coming out of these hoochie mama outfits. He finds just the proper hoochie mama. It's sl- slutty enough, but not too slutty for this party. That's right. The test, the real test that they do in Brazil that I learned from this movie. So, hey, I take this as fact because this movie's factual. It was in Brazil after all. This is practically a documentary. Is they have you stand on a little stage and there's a spotlight that uh, illuminates your profile. And if your butt hits the perimeter just correctly, they have like an outline. That's the right dress for you. And he goes, clothes don't make a woman beautiful, but it helps. What is happening? So Zion's trying to do the thing where it's like, hey, I'm not trying to make you sexy for me. I'm trying to make you fucking confident I'm in tr- you. Yeah, I'm just trying to make you like, fucking worth money. Right. <laughs> so, and it works because they go to Lane's house slash Mexican restaurant because it looked like a restaurant. And oh, my it God, did. guys. I, I hot off for fucking tour of Southeast Asia. I don't know how Brazil afforded her, but you know her. You love her. Miss Sue Manchu is in effect. Jesus, Where's Madam Pearl? She's so God, such a beautiful voice. I don't. And I'm a great little, seeing her. A little worried what she's doing here. We don't have the whole backstory on Sue Manchu. Why is she hanging out with Frank Lane? But maybe she doesn't know. Maybe I don't believe she would. Know. She's busy touring the whole fucking world. Yes. So it's got to be hard in 1992 to figure out what's going on. Right. With everybody, you know. Yeah. So we we our boys sit down at a table. Marcos is like, yo, man, you need to get laid. I'll hook you up. There is so many hot, big booty bitches around here. And Zion's like, a motherfucking (laughs) man, brother. David, he's not kidding. Remember, this is an upscale uh, uh, soiree. So he has dress sweatpants on with the pinstripes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He He had the worst floral like dark purple and green and black uh button up shirt on but it was like uh uh who's that stupid in margaritaville guy oh jimmy buffett it was like a jimmy buffett style shirt well, he, he it, thinks that's what the locals would wear like, he thinks he's blending yeah. in he's got like what divorced uh moms in their 80s wear nowadays just a flowing giant pants that are still cool of course and well, you, you know drink on the weekends we always know Kickboxers have to have flowing pants because you can't do a split. Again. And you Even know. Even Jean-Claude's taught us that. You know he's not wearing underwear here. Either. Of course not. 
And well, you can't. Yeah, because you see the boner he gets when Marcos is like, "I'm gonna get you laid tonight, bro." And he's like, "Hey, chi fighter, I don't want to lose my legs." That's right. You can't. he's doing everything to say I don't. I I don't like what he's saying is I don't like pussy, but he's trying to get around that. Right. I. It's also bad for us to paint him in this picture because the girl that everybody focuses on does look underaged. Yeah. Marcos does go over and dance with her, and Marcos. That one, I thought that one looked like a woman. You thought so? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about Isabella. She definitely looks jailbaited. Isabella is a child. All I know is Marcos, two hands full of ass. He's doing like Booger on Revenge of the Nerds, where he was like grabbing the yeah. fat chick's butt. He's just like, and he's just got his head on his shoulder. He's loving it. Booger was a big junkyard dog fan. G R A B C A T E S. Rocking it. It's just a great time. Everyone's having a great fucking time. Until uh, Marcos comes back over with that fucking girl. I mean, we do have a little bit of conversation. I don't know if I want to talk about it. Lane is so excited to have another American. He's like, do you like uh, football? What's that team that's L.A.-based? I don't yeah. remember what they're called. Uh, the Cardinals or something? Yeah, he tells his rags to riches story. Like, I had nothing. I had the fucking clothes on my back and $5 in my pocket when I flew into Rio. And now I practically run the sex industry of this town. You could be a part of that, bro. I have a position for you. I don't know. I kind of like fighting, you know? You can fight forever, right? And he's like, yeah. And then this is where Marco, hey, bro, I don't want to interrupt, but this big, bad booty bitch wants some. I mean, it's going to cost you, but hey, <laughs> it's some good shit. And so this is where we get an offended, actually kind of large guy. Yeah, this guy, because he's tired of all these fucking gringos coming down and fucking in their ladies. So he's got to be like, hey, this one's not for you. Right. And he's like, whatever, bro, just chill. And the guy's like, I ain't going to chill. So David has to come up, get up, correct this guy's attitude, and he fucking corrects it, beats the shit out of him. Lane, by the way, lighting up one of his little cigarettes, and he's like, he's calm at this moment. Like, he's excited, but he's calm. He's not chewing on it like he was when he first saw Isabella. He's just right. slightly smoking on it, like, oh, man, that. Hey, Dave, is that man still breathing down there? <laughs> So they decide to make their exit at this point. It's, it's in bad taste to beat the fuck out of a guy, put him in the hospital. But so they leave. They send the kids back to their little hovel. That's they right. got their new outfits on. They're like you said, they're there to lord it over all the other kids. Guys, we're staying in a sweet hotel. We got like a couch and a fold out bed and all that shit. But you know, you go back to your rat hole. Right. So the kids go back there. They're bragging it up. Isabella's wearing her fucking hoochie dress that Diane picked out herself, made her take a couple Polaroids for him. You know, do this pose, that pose. No, they're innocent. Don't worry about it. Bend over a little more. <laughs> oh, Jesus uh, and so this is the first time we see Isabella talk and smile. Right. She's lording over her other <laughs> fucking like just. Is that why she's smiling? Poor kids. Yeah. All she's wanted in life is to be better than poor. <laughs> All she's ever wanted. And Zion got her that dress, and now she's better than poor. <laughs> so even fucking Marcos. She's Mar made it. She's living the dream. Marcos is just so excited to see his sister slash maybe future <laughs> Ginty lover uh, that he's like, yeah, and then we dance. And he takes her and starts dancing with her, and all the kids are clapping their asses off. They're so excited. Until. Tragedy strikes. Some goons with machine guns come in. They grab Isabella and take her away. 
So Marcos goes, runs to David because he doesn't trust the police. And he's like, bro, you got to go to the police. That's right. Wouldn't you know it? Even in Brazil, hands tied. David's trying to tell the whole story. And this character, I believe in IMDb, is just labeled Sergeant. Whole time David's talking, he's just holding his hands up. Hands tied. Na 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 na. Not listening. Hands tied. And he opens up a big drawer with like fucking five thousand files. Like, after we solve these crimes, then we'll get to this crime. Do you know a hundred million kids a day are abducted in Brazil? No one cares. They're trash. So you shouldn't care, American. I, we only Americans only learn about this when the movie Eight Millimeter came out. Right. Brazil's been trying to tell us about it the whole time. Right. 1992 took us seven years to figure it out. And then Dave's like, "Well, I guess I gotta take the law in my own hands. I don't advise that, my friend. People get killed for getting too close." All right. So, where would a child, a girl, apparently an attractive girl, where do you start them out? When, when you're when you're you're trying to turn out a, a a girl, where do you start first? You don't go straight to the fucking prostitution, right? You worry ease them in first with stripping. That's right. So, so Marcos knows all the strip clubs. He's probably like it's, it's his job. He guides like all the creeps, the American sex creeps, to all the nice like sex places. So he's like, I got I got a tip this this uh, girl Margarita. She might know where Isabella is. So Dave's like, oh, I guess I got to go in. I got my sweatpants on, bro. I'm ready. And then Zion's <laughs> like, no. I think I should do it alone. David, your feet do a lot of your talking. My lips do a lot of my talking. Think of your chi, David. The fight. Yeah. I must do huh. this. Yeah, bro, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let me, Marcos, let me take you to get some ice cream. So they're having ice cream. Zion orders the Shirley Temple. He's just sitting there watching in silence. Margarita, this very rough-looking uh, blonde woman. Straight out of Jersey. D- the, the prostitutes from Dirty Dozen. <laughs> She's <laughs> dirty. She probably took a dozen that day. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm looking for this girl. And he has this picture of her. And she's like, I don't recognize that girl she's trying really hard to hit on him i'm looking for a girl you got a girl right here (laughs) it's like oh no i'm looking for this girl and she's like you think we swing that way because it's a child (laughs) and he's like oh no i just don't want her to end up here you think (laughs) this is a bad place to be no 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 i want her to have the choice to be a whore not to be forced into I'm us. not saying right or wrong, madame. I'm just saying she should have the choice. This is a lovely place. <laughs> you should have the choice to sell your ass. Just, and if you need proof, look under the table. That, and that charms her. She's like, oh, okay, okay, I must have misread it. I do know some guys, but careful, because they're very naughty boys. Cut to hot samba action. Yeah, they're like, come on, and they do a good job of exploring the the stereotypes of Brazil because we got the nice booties on Ipanema, we got the cat barbecue, and now we're getting samba, which is their national. We got capybara. Yeah, capoeira, whatever the fuck it's called. Capybara and this is, is like, the animal. This is, uh, for, they're getting ready for carnival. Because yeah. they're in a place that has, like, the floats and shit, and they're doing the samba shit. And they got all the big, elaborate costumes. And David might be the fucking current champion of uh, kickboxing, but the last year's champion of samba is this outfit right here. 
And this is the coolest thing about the Samba outfit. It's not a young man's game. It's everybody's game. It's the community's game. You got old people. You got young people. You got fucking saggy all people. You, you got big tight ass. people. That's all you need. You just need to have rhythm. So it'll never work in America. And so the guy, I don't think he was given a name. You called him Whistle. Dude, I didn't find a name for him. So he had whistle. gold chains. He had a whistle on a gold chain. He had a whistle on a gold chain. It was a fantastic. Well, he's very gay, so he's very, yeah. uh, what's it called? Fashionable. And Mesh, red and white shirt. He's just like, no, you do this, you do that. He's directing it. He's a choreographer. Yeah. And David in his best dress. Uh, Barney. Purple tank top. And outfit. Green, and green <laughs> green uh, sweatpants. He's doing Barney. And he's like, yo, bro, grabs him. I need to talk to you. And he's like, I got shit to do. What the fuck are you? I'm not answering anything. In fact, goons, take care of this guy. Goons come up on David. Murray, we have been doing the movie for 40 minutes now, and we're getting our first like little bit of David actually fighting. I mean, he had that well, he destroyed one the guy. minute scene. Yeah. This is... No, he destroyed two people. He did the drunk guy that's where well, the camera oh, was you're right. and then he did the guy in the bar, the, yeah. the party. So now he's taking on like three or four goons. Meanwhile, Whistle's running away. So David chases after him, and he's hiding up amongst all these like, you know, I, I, they were like ice cream cones and it shit. Was like, it was like shit for like a flow. Yeah. yeah. So it was like giant cakes like made out of paper mache. Right. And he throws one at David. David dodges it, grabs him. Bro. And he hangs him over a fucking ledge. Because he's not talking. So yeah. David has to take his stream measures. But it's only like 10 feet up. So he would survive unless he landed on his neck. It would be very uncomfortable, though. But he finally gives up some information. Bronco, Blanco. I don't know who this character's name is because I hear I hear Bronco. People say Blanco. But he has the best girls. But it's your funeral if you fuck with this guy. All right, and so you know, they almost—they're trying they're, to get they, out of this building. Yeah, getting ready to leave, the cops roll in, and it's like, "Bro, he's right over there. Take care of him." And it's like, "No, senor." Meanwhile, Marcos understanding the situation. Nineteen ninety-two. Again, we always say America's nine years ahead of everybody. Marcos and Brazil were way ahead of us on cops being bastards. What are you talking about? This is Rodney King era. So L.A. started figuring it out. Yeah. And maybe some of America. But it was already well known. Marcos is like, oh, it's the fucking police. Run the fuck away. And Zion and David are like. Well, they're like, bro, we're white. We can trust the police. Uh, Hello, we're the good guys. Do you sit? Look at this. Look at my Barney outfit. I'm the fucking good guy. And so they're explaining, hey, naughty boys over there, go pick them up, coppers. And the coppers, of course, pick up the gringos. Right. Now we cut back to Lane's place. He's got Isabella. They're giving her the workout, the checkup by the, the creep doctor. He's like, I checked her. She is a virgin. And like Lane's like, yes, I can double the price. Sits her down. And he's like just kind of touching her face and turning it and playing and smelling her hair and looking at her kneecaps. And he's like, oh, my God, I know a guy. I could just set him Polaroids of those kneecaps. Oh, I could get machine to tickle the backs of your kneecaps. Remember that movie you had me watch? 
What? Well, there was the weird fucking creep who was into touching kneecaps. No idea what you're talking you about. You made me watch that movie back in like February. You're like, oh god, this movie's so weird. And there was like a sex know. scene. What are you talking? And it I, was like a dude who was into touching oh, kneecaps. I, I kind of vaguely remember. What was that? You fucking prick. I'm about to think about that movie. So he's going through all the kinks as an Epstein King would. He's like, oh, my God. You're everything and a virgin. I could start the bidding at $400 billion. All right. We cut back to David Zion in prison. David gets a workout whenever he can fit one in. So he's doing sit-ups right in the jail. Cops come and go, you got bailed out. Who? We don't know anybody here, bro. They do know somebody. I got to say, you got to be careful about that because think of where Batman in the Bane movie did all of his working out. And that was supposed to be like an old Batman. He got fucking ripped to shit in Bane's like underground cell. Then he climbed out and beat Bane. You got to be careful about letting a hungry wolf. Lane makes a lot of mistakes in this movie, which we'll get into. Yeah, we'll get into all the pitfalls. So Marcos just happens to be there. He's like, bro, Lane got you out. And then Lane pulls up in his limo. Hey. I, thought, I thought Marcos came with Lane, but I don't know. Because he went and told Lane, and that's how Lane okay. knew. They get in the limo. Lane's like, do you guys need pussy? Anything? Like, you know, you've well, been in jail for like six hours. Well, I, I need to get my dick <laughs> wet after that. Why well, he asked about the pussies because he knew they were at Margarita's. And so that's why he was like, you guys went to jail for pussy? Like, you know, if you want fucking puss, you come to me. I'll hook you up. And now we know how I'll hook him up. So, so he thinks these guys are on his level now. Right. And he's, he's like, hey, this is the scene you were excited to get into. <laughs> so he's like driving them back to town. They're four hours away from their hotel. It's, it's a big country. It is a big country. country in South America. So uh, Lane's like, look, David, let's cut to the chase. I know you're going to beat my guy, Eric. Right. But here's the thing. How about you get a little, an injury, something? You, it, your, it's, your chief lobe goes down you know, for uh, 500K? Losing is hard, but maybe it's not really losing if you get like, I don't know, half a million dollars in your pocket? No way, bro. I f- fighting is pure. I can't do that, bro. And he's like, then how about you get the fuck out of my limo? And they just pull over on the side of the road. Leave Zion. 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 That's where Marcos. we get the, the nice shot of uh, <laughs> uh, uh, David trying to hitch a ride back. Well, the- yeah, because like Marco's like, you could have told him when we got back to the fucking hotel. You fucking idiot. Zion's complaining, we're never going to get good training in at this rate. All right, we're back in the hotel. Marco, where did you hide my fucking knife? This ends now. I'm stopping. I got to get my sister back, bro. I'm nothing without her. And then Zion, he's the Asian master. He's got the wisdom. He's like, perhaps I'm worried that if you kill him, you might kill yourself. In the heart. Oh, God. That he doesn't want to, because this is the thing. As much shit as Marcos talks, he's never killed a man before. That's right. He drops the knife, and he just falls over, cries, and we go into the next morning. We're in favela. 
Favela? Who knows? I don't know. It's the hood. It's the hood. It's the hood. Man, you imagine how... Never mind the poverty. I couldn't stand the cramptonness of yeah. these. Because it's like literally the, the streets are as wide as my shoulders. Right, right. And now, there's people on top of people on top of people. I talk about walkable cities. I get it. We're not city folk. We never grew up in that situation. But I actually went on maps, Google Street View and everything. And I was looking at it. And I was like, these are some fucking walkable goddamn streets. So I <laughs> but you don't want to walk out to get a knife in the fucking back. I mean, yeah, you definitely don't want to get stabbed, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're walkable, though, okay. and I would like that. I like to exercise. So anyways, uh, Marcos is going to take him down to favela. He's like, I used to hang out with these guys. You know, they're pretty cool. You just act cool. You were, you're with me, so don't, get, don't embarrass me, and we're going to go talk to this guy. And we're like, why are we going to go talk to this guy, Murray? Because we, we need guns. In a kickboxer movie, we need guns. So they find, thankfully, this guy has a duffel bag full of guns, whatever you need. Cool guns, bro. I'm getting the Beretta. You got a laser scope? <laughs> and, he's like, and he's like, Zion, here, you take this. He takes the little fucking pea shooter derringer lady gun. Murray's doing a great job here. You're not seeing his mime work, but he's holding it up like he's disgusted. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, holding ah. it by his thumb and f- forefinger. He's pinching his nose because it smells bad to him, too. He's like, oh, here we go. This is a good gun He's for you, He's constantly fucking cocking and uncocking his fucking gun. He's yes. Like in this twirling scene, it on his finger. This is where I give Sasha Mitchell, the actor, credit. Because he's supposed to be a surfer kickboxing bro who knows nothing about guns. He knows how to name them. He knows the 38. Specific- <laughs> I wouldn't be able to go, hey. I say, hey, look at that revolver. He goes, hey, that 38, bro. Maybe he grew up in a fucking conservative household. His dad was obsessed with guns or something. I don't know, but he they're loving it. They're having fun like every American does with a gun. And then we cut over. After David's done cocking the gun 45 times. <laughs> well, the thing is, he gives, the guy, he gives David two clips. You could take out an army with that. Because yes. he says there are 15 bullets. So 45 bullets is enough to take out an army. Yeah. If you're a crack shot, it is. <laughs> Maybe a Brazilian army? Sorry, Brazil. So uh, Lane has some prospective buyers now. We cut back to Lane. He's taking in, taking any bids. The bidding is open. This I is get, where we say Giz Lane, as Giz you call Lane. it. Giz Lane. <laughs> this is where we get... This story was supposed to be Epstein's like, I was a great businessman. Don't worry about my business. This was when I met the greatest businesswoman of all time, right. Giz Lane. Call me a sexist, a misogynist. I got a woman working for him. Right. And she's like, get this hoe in order. She's licking her lip. She's like, I need, she's a virgin. I need her. 20K. He's like, I'll think about it. Right. All right. So now the, they're going to Blanco Bronco's house. Blanco Bronco. <laughs> and the white Bronco. R- right at the entrance, the cops are there, sergeant's there. And he's just like, oh, what are you going to do, American? Well, we're just going to go there and storm it and shoot everybody and get Isabella back, bro. I uh, I don't think that's a good idea. But if someone were to do that, there are seven guards guarding that compound. 
Seven. Siete. And so you just might need to maybe go around over there and hide your car in the woods and then climb up this way and here's a blueprint and here's the sp- the fucking I, path they take. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything. I didn't see anything. I'm just saying. But until then, Gringo, move the car. Move his... Oh, right, bro. So I thought, mahalo. We, at first, we thought Sergeant was heartless. But no, his hands are tied. He can't hands, do anything. Hands are tied. So he's open to vigilante justice. As every fucking action movie is. As every good cop is. Exactly. So they, they do what he said. They park on the side of the road. They sneak into the compound. The David. great, great move. Remember, we're gonna we're gonna count it down, people. Seven guards. That's right. So, David and Zion move in. It's just David right. and Zion. Yes. They actually do. Marcos get... wants to go, yes. but like, bro, you don't have a gun. Yeah. So, this is the the great distraction that Zion has. Hey, bro, did the Raiders win last night? And that just guys like Raiders. What? It totally distract. It would distract me because I'm living in Brazil. Guy, did I mishear you? Let me get a little closer. I think we're having a little miscommunication problem. Let me walk right over to you. I see that there's a blind spot right there. That blind spot's full of David. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives guard number one full of lead. <laughs> Wait, right. he killed? He shot him? I think he does. I thought he just beat the shit out of him. No, I, think they, I don't think they beat anybody up. I think this is just killing people. <laughs> I think everybody you're right. dies. All the guards die. Dude, I think you might be right, yeah. which is again why this makes no fucking. Hey. You're on a covert mission. Yeah. And they're just like well, right he, off the bat shooting guy. Go pew, to simulate a silence. <laughs> okay. So he dies, and then they sneak in. It's like a, this is a big like mansion. There's a there's a chef like butchering some meat, getting ready for a party. David walks in and he's just like, "Hey, bro." You're blue collar, just like me. Where's Blanco Bronco? <laughs> and he's like, K. He doesn't know. Why. He doesn't right. speak the language. And and th- he keeps saying K so many times that another guard walks. Stone, into he's the like, room. Hey, did you hear a gunshot? <laughs> and then he's like, Holy shit! And he starts firing. So there's a shootout. There, uh, David's hiding behind the kitchen island in the middle. He's shooting at a guy. Another guy comes in from the other side. Right. David gets both of them, knocks them out. So two and three guards down. Three down, four to go. All right. He also, David, he picks up one of the guards' guns. And he this picks is, up a machine gun. This is where he gets the gun that we see on the cover of the movie. Right. And he, he stumbles into like a den where a guy's like watching, probably watching the Raiders game. Probably. And he's like, huh? And he just blows that guy away. So now we got four guards down, three to go. So this is where we get guard five. And, okay, at this point, we've had so many fucking people get shot. You're like, every guard is on alert, and this, I mean, even if this is a mansion, gunfire is pretty loud, Murray. I don't uh, know here, if you've heard it. No pun intended. No pun intended? Okay. So, this guard five is aware and nearly gets uh, David from behind. But David jumps through a window. Yeah. And we think, oh, my God, he's going to be pinned down. But who was standing outside that window? Sion with that little pea shooter. And he shoots guard number five. This is the silliest shit, too, because... David gets up, brushes the glass. Hey, bro, thanks for helping me out. Smiles. <laughs> yeah, they love fun it. Fun jokes. I'm loving it. I hate this movie <laughs> so much. So they go back in the house. Guard uh, number six is like zipping his fly up. He's came back from the bathroom. He's coming down some steps. Uh, David shoots this guy. 
But not before he does a little samba. He does a little. <laughs> da, 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 da. He had a whistle in his mouth, too. Woo, 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 woo. And we, we got to remember, Dave is not the highest intellect. So he's like, is that seven guards or six? And then Zion's like, well, how many did you kill in the kitchen? Two. Six guards. Got, so now they're, they're they're Griffin. They're looking just to go through people's shit. They're in the bed master bedroom <laughs> of uh, Bronco Blanco. Right, right, right. Just so happens, uh, <laughs> guard number seven was gonna like spook like Blanco. <laughs> so he's hiding in the armoire. Maybe, maybe it was just like David wanted to get some new Zubaz or something. It's like maybe this bro's got some uh, Zubaz in his armoire. Well, people don't know this. Zubaz came from Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> they were original traditional Brazilian wear, and we we just took it. We appropriated it culturally, you might say. <laughs> so he leaps out. Dave is like, you know, this is a kickboxer movie. Maybe I should kick somebody. So he just kicks the guy through a window. The guy falls like twenty feet, broken neck, dead. And then David turns around and holds up seven fingers. He's like, seven. And Zion nods. Yes, let's go get Blanco Bronco. They're hi- him and Giz- Gizzard, Gizzle, Gizzling, are hiding in like a sauna or something. A shower. They're not even hiding. They're just standing there awkwardly, like outside. I think they'd have a panic room. You think they would? And so they take him. They, they, now they're gonna have a discussion with these people because this is a businessman. He can he can use the art of the deal on David and Zion. He's like let's, let's discuss discuss this like gentlemen. So got to the patio, and. Uh, Gizzling immediately, because David starts putting the pressure. We're looking for a little girl. We're, you had any whereabouts of where she may be? And Gizzling immediately, immediately is just like, I don't know. Maybe you should talk to Frank Lane. What? And she's like, look, we're good people. We just finance sex trafficking. We don't get our hands dirty with it, all right? We don't even We're know. We're innocent. We don't even know if these girls have any kind of ant- intercourse. As far as we know, the girls want to do this. That's right. And they they accept that. They leave. So now Lane, it's just he gets a call. He's, he's sitting down for a nice lobster dinner with his boy Pete. Gets a call <laughs> from Bronco Blanco. Like he's like, "Fuck, man! Now we know Dave is after that girl." But I got it. And then he's like, I have an idea. Because Pete's like, how about we just let let her go? You know, right. what the fuck? Like, we have a whole fucking industry here. He wants one girl. Cut your goddamn yeah, loss. For some reason, everyone in this movie is obsessed with Isabel. Which I, I got to tell you, people. Okay, looking. Not that hot. I wouldn't pay 20 grand for her. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, like, he's getting, he's like, and he, as he's like thinking, the gears are turning about this great plan that he's coming up with. He digs into that lobster. Pete, how do you feel about this lobster? Oh, yeah, that's great, sir. <laughs> Takes a bite. By the way, I'm disgusted by this scene. This lobster is picked over, it's already gone. He takes that's the, the lo- theme of the, fo- the, the, the movie. movie picking over food. Picking over food. This food is already gone. He's taking the very well, that's last. That's probably why it was ice cold. Right. Very last bite of it. He's already enjoyed it. Takes Did they that cook the fucking lobster? How is it ice cold? I don't know. It's at it, worst room temperature. I think they're, they're in Brazil. To, I think they're just trying to tell us that Lane, a nerve has been hit. And Lane is feeling the pressure. That's got to be it. Because this makes no sense otherwise. Because, yeah, he shouts out, Fernando! <laughs> Fernando, this is ice cold. 
Ice cold. Later that night, the boys are set to break into Lane's place, and they get the drop on fucking Lane, or do they? Because they, I think they break into they break into Isabella's room. This is just like some big office they have. Isabella isn't uh you you can't see Isabella in this room. You just see Lane there oh, with right, his yeah. awful shirt and fucking nineties pants ballooned up to his Buddy's fucking eating nipples. Piping hot lobster with the bib on. Right, doing the crossword puzzle. New York Times. Of course. He still hasn't left that behind. And he'll tell everybody. He's like, I can do the Sunday one. That's, That's how right. good I am. That's, That's how smart right. I am. Then he's like, You this smart bro? Fucking David puts a gun to his head and he answers one of the clues. Four crosses your brains. <laughs> Four letter word for you, perv. <laughs> and then Lane just got he's got that Cheshire grin, smiles like, oh really, Pete? Pete comes in with Isabel, gun to her head. Drop your gun, David. Dave, Dave he has no choice. He's got to. So they That's drop right. their gun. Thankfully. Uh, they don't have panic rooms, but they do have cells in all their their mansions in Rio. So they have a, a personal cell for uh, Zion and David, and they're they're chilling in the cell. Uh, so they get them out, and David is told, "Hey, he takes him. He takes him down to the beach to inform him about all yeah. this." I just want you to know, like you know, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want Isabella to be hurt. I just want her to get fucked by some rich people that pay me. Like, <laughs> just that. What's wrong that's with not that? painful at all, emotionally, physically, anything like that. Like, this is a win-win. She's gonna have a great life. I'm gonna feed her cold lobster, half chewed. She'll never eat cold lobster again. <laughs> She'll never eat. Always hot. She might even be my number one girl. And he, I mean, he's just saying, basically, David, do what you came here to do. Win. That's just all you got to do. Uh, you don't want me to lose, bro? I want you to fight. I want you to train. I want you to be in shape. You're going to fight my boy, Ar- Eric Martin. He's like, well, right, I think I could do that. But first, I think you need a little training. Pete, get that backpack for me. Pete brings this backpack full of concrete cinder blocks. He's just like, oh, I think you need a little more. He puts another rock in there. Yeah, David picks it up, and he's just like, oh, wait, maybe... Maybe one more, two more. And David's like, I can do this walk in the park, bro. Puts on the thing. But here's the fatal flaw of Lane's man, because Lane thinks he's got him. But we know better. Because what does he do, Griff? He lets David train in nature. Nature. New nature, too. Which is the ultimate in training. See, we didn't even get to CrossFit this. was actually started in nature. Well, CrossFit's bullshit. Uh, but at least people are working out. Uh, the thing is, we didn't we didn't isolate this when we were talking about Rocky Four. What did Rocky Four do in Rocky One? He trained in Philadelphia. What did that- Rocky Four do in Rocky <laughs> One? Like Rocky the Fourth. Rocky the Fourth. Uh, every Rocky movie, he dies and comes back anew. Um, but that is the urban jungle, Philadelphia. Exactly, but it was urban smog. People throwing things at you. You know, Eagles fans everywhere, Flyers fans everywhere. And then he went to a new nature, and he was able to achieve a new level of training. When you go to a new nature, you get a yeah. new level They're, of training. Yeah, you, it's yeah, it's like he's in the jungle now. Right, gone through the jungle. This Welcome is a great time. To the jungle, huh? Welcome bungle? to the jungle. Oh well, I thought you were saying bungle in the jungle. I thought we were doing Jethro. There so, is so many jungle songs. So we can that's it, Griff. Instead. We thought this this was an idiot movie, but because we were saying they didn't do the ca- the the 
Kickboxing? Capoeira. Capadonna. But he's learning a new style of jungle fighting. Yeah. By jogging through the jungle. <laughs> jogging through the jungle. With a backpack full of concrete. Uh, so, all right. So Lane, he's like, I got it. So he's, he's like, and then where does he go next? Gym, where Eric's training. The right. worst place to ever uh, train for a fight is a gym. The one advantage I would say Eric clearly has over uh, David is he is constantly kickboxing. So he is seeing it and feeling, you know, kickboxing, whereas Eric is doing nothing but being supposedly tortured. He's just told though. to run. That's all he does. He runs up and down hills. Right. His endurance is through the roof. Cardio, amazing. Amazing. So Lane is talking to a prospective better, and he's like, He's like, where is the? Because he, this guy wanted to bet on David. He's like, where's David? I heard he's doing some secret training. That's right. You know those Americans? They're very quiet, shy type. They they're not boisterous. They're not loud. They're not bros at all. Wear sleek pants too. And he's like, and I'm afraid. You didn't hear this from me. I think he's gonna kick my guy's ass. Care to make a bet on that? And the guy's like, he's, he's like, I don't know. I, I like, I need to see Dave. He's like, no, no, don't worry about that. In fact, let me sweeten the deal. How about I give you three to one odds if you bet on David? How about ten grand? You, is that too rich for you? And then that does the guy's like, no, no, I, I can do that. I can do that. All right, and we're, we're learning about all the deal brokering, and we're cutting back over to David. He's after a hard day's training, running with the backpack <laughs> of bricks. This is like Dragon Ball Z training, Murray. This is the main thing about Dragon Ball Z. I train in four thousand times gravity. Um, he's got to, of course, meditate with Zion. Right. Body and soul. And Zion drops this knowledge. The body, Remember, David, the body and mind do not always travel together. All right. Next morning, David's taken out to the ocean, and they're like, hey, bro, do you know how to water ski? They're mocking him. This isn't David talking. They're mocking David. So they drive him like a mile out to sea, throw him overboard, and David has to swim all the way back to shore. On the beach, you got Lane just fucking chewing it up. Your boy's not going to come back. He's going to fucking die out there in the ocean. Zahn, just cool as an ocean. He's telling him, huh? He just throws his shit in his face. He's like, do, do you enjoy like making money off children and trafficking them? Look! They're garbage! They're animals! I'm a job creator! I'm giving these people opportunities. They should be kissing my feet. I shouldn't be paying taxes. They should be worshipping me. Now, sir, I may like to look, but I never touch. I put them in hoochie dresses, but I never touch. I take pictures, but I never touch. <laughs> it will come back for you. It's the one true law of the world. Right. He quotes Ace Hunter, dude. He's like, life is a wheel. It always comes around. While they're doing that, because he's thinking, like, like David must be just gasping for air. Look, David's just perfect line. Fucking uh, he's a beach bro. Michael Phil uh, Phelps. Phelps. He's just Ann Arbor's own. Going straight to problems. Great problems of depression with that guy. Yeah, swimming straight. He walks out looking like a million bucks. Lane's there just chewing the fat. He's just like, hey, I knew you would make it. I prepared a half drink drink for you. David takes it. Oh, great. Is that Thanks, a, bro. Is that an olive in there? He pretends like he's going to take a swig and then throws it in Lane's face. Oh, it looks good on you, bro. 
that inf- that's all the disrespect Lane can take. So you know what I'm going to make you do? Dig a hole. That's right. Dig your own grave. And that's where David, he's starting to sweat it out. Pete's watching. I want to point out, oh, though. Point it out. I'm proud of the makers of this film because it looked like a, it literally looked like a, a ditch someone dug. It wasn't like a backhoe like they yeah. do in movies because you could see the shovel marks yeah. on the side. It was a hand dug hole. This so, was good. 45 different uh, you know, people had to help dig out. Because <laughs> right. it's fucking huge. Yeah. It's like eight foot by nine. Well, right foot. now, it's about a grave side, but he he's like sweating, man. It's like it's like in the jungles of Brazil. It's hundred degrees out, high humidity. Right. You get a shot of Zion. He's like meditating somewhere, isolated, and then you get the shot of David. He's slowing down, and Pete just like, yeah, this kid ain't got Sweat, it. Sweat, dripping off. He him. ain't got it, this kid. And then David remembers those beautiful words. Remember the body and the mind don't always travel together. Next thing we know, we're in a Pantene Pro V commercial. It's a, no, it's a, it's like a man's cologne commercial. There we go. Whatever. David Astro projects. I think his spirit goes to a he waterfall. Went into the trash lodge. He's underneath a waterfall, water cascading down his muscles, and then he, they, we, we show him back in there, rejuvenated. He's like digging. He's got a fucking goddamn basement dog out now. And Pete realizes he's hit his zenith because he's going, oh, bro, ha, ha, bro, ha, ha, bro. Ha. He's got rhythm again. He's got rhyme. He's got the shovel sh- shit skills. Pete goes to the lane. This guy isn't human. He digs like a machine. <laughs> Next day. This is where we get the water ski. Yeah, they got David's on a dock. His hands are tied in front. It literally, not literally, like cop-wise, not cop. tied from his, his arms. He's like, hey. Like water skiing, Dave, and then they just yank them. They're dragging them by the back of a boat. Oh man! So and then that's that's enough. They figure they've just drained all the chi. The chi meter is at zero. That's right. And they're like, you can go home because the fight is going to happen today. It's like, all right, after that nice swim, you can go home. You can relax. We're going to fast forward at this point in this movie. They return to the hotel. Uh, David is just put right to bed. Zion tells Marcos, hey, come with me to the forest. We're going to find some fucking... Come with me to nature. We're going to figure out a nice little tincture to put together. This is this is what I love about these movies. See, they have some of the right elements. They just don't add up in the right way. We're not adding up to a big kickboxing match. Sorry. Spoiler so, alert. Even though, I mean, he's from the... The jungles of Thailand, so he there's similar flora and fauna there. Sure. So he's finding all the magical herbs and spices. He he's like he looks he's looking at something. Marco's like, what the fuck? Yanks out a cobra out of this hole. Scares. He shakes it at Marco. Marcos runs away giggling. Fucking milks the fucking uh, cobra. Snake, yeah. It's got like a shot glass. And he's milking the venom. Uh, Marcos, do you know any like crazy uh, people that look different than me? Oh, yeah, I know this crazy black woman over here. Little voodoo priestess. They yeah. go get some of her chicken legs and I eyeballs. Love, I love this because it's Steven Seagal in disguise. You could barely even tell with the makeup job they did here, but we know only Steven Seagal can do vintage voodoo. Right. So they get some uh, chicken guts and everything from her. Hey, do you guys want some juju bone? Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Zion mixes it all together, puts a little protein powder in it. Joe, Joe Coleman has the same. Before he wrestles, he has the same mixture. Yeah, I don't know where he gets the cobra venom though. 
He will not tell us. You Joe know. tells us a lot of things, you know, yeah. discreetly. Yeah. He will not tell us that. Brings it to, like, it, lo- it looked like just fucking, like, celery water or some shit. Which you love. <laughs> yes. Water, water. Brings it crunchy water. <laughs> Brings it to day. David's still in the bed the past day. He can't move. Yeah. Drink. This will help you. And then he just sw- chugs it down. He trusts Zion. Yeah. Mark goes, ew. That had jizz in it. You know, Whatever. Whatever. It'll make me stronger. It's Zion protein. told me. Goes back to sleep. And then we cut to Lane already. He's been brokering deals all day for this. Big They're battle. going over the books and shit. This is before all of our gambling became legalized. So you got to do this all discreetly. He's got nine phones he's picking up. Not 26 phones like Matt Houston has. Right. Nine. And he's taking in all these bets and shit. And then a real high roller shows up, Senor Vargas. And he's like, oh, man, I can make money off this guy. Because he thinks his plan's going to work. So he's like, hey, Senor Vargas, how about 600 grand? He's like, you don't have 600 grand. This was Vargas? I thought this was Bronco. No, this is Senor Vargas. Okay. He looked just like Bronco. Vargas yeah. had the craziest hair because yeah. he had that awful horseshoe male pattern baldness. So, you know, whatever. But he shaved it and let the sides grow so it, like, it was so the weird. sides were too long. It was too long. And... uh and he doesn't. Uh, Lane doesn't have the money, but he's confident that Eric's going to win. He, he, he he's he's rigged it. He's going to win. Right. So he's like, "You don't have the money, but how about this? How about I take your fuck palace? How do you put bet that?" So Lane is choking at this. He's like, "I don't know if I can do this." He's but thinking he's it over. He's invested so much in this fuck palace. He's want to. Right. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole fucking room for his goddamn uh, prostitutes. Right. It, it, well, not prostitutes. His fucking. Children, um, and so he's thinking it over, and th- then Vargas just steps on his throat. He's like, you know, in the coffee exchange business, when we start getting, you know, the authorities start catching up to us, and we have to kind of sweep the rug on some of the lower people. We, what what do we call them? Clerk people or something? Shoe clerks. Shoe clerks. <laughs> oh yeah, shoe clerks. I put it. I didn't put quotes on it, so I couldn't find it. We call we we call it sweeping up the shoe clerks. Are you a shoe clerk, or are you a man? Wow! When you challenge the guy's manhood, no matter how stupid the bet is, you got to take it. All you have to do is call Marty McFly a chicken, and he's willing to lose his life. Well, he also said, "I double dog dare you on oh, this bet." You're right. And you don't turn that away. So he takes the bet. He puts everything. He's in on this fight. So David still in that bed, but now Zion's. Putting mud on his body. David is already covered in mud, and Zion is just just still working some over him. Bro, what's going on? He felt something on his balls. Yeah. Oh, what is that, bro? And then yeah, so thanks, Zion. Someone's got to clean this mess. It's in a hotel bed. Yeah, he's coating him with mud. Right, it's awful. And he's like, "This will work. Ancient Chinese secrets. That's right. You will be strong like bull." Okay. Closes his eyes, zoom in, zoom out. We're at the match. <laughs> the fight. I'm glad you thought you pointed this out because I thought the exact same thing. The announcer. <laughs> none of you guys are going to remember this, no. but us. But thankfully, we both remembered no. this. The announcer from Cage Two. Yes. He gets around much like Sue Manchu. He gets around. I took any s- underground fight. He's there. I took like nine screenshots of that man and four audio clips because it was so out of. If you can't stand the hate. Get out of the kitchen. Like, 
Underground fighting to the death, and that's the announcer you have? No edge to him? But technically, this is an underground fight. This is a legit fight. Oh, I meant in cage two. Oh, yeah. Not here. So, yeah, he announces everybody. Lane's there. Got Isabella, uh, Pete holding her next to him. Yeah. And he uh, he, he tells... He, 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 when so Mar- They're in the, already in the ring. He goes up to Martine, like, look, play with him a little for the first couple rounds. Right. Take him out in the third. And he also, you know, catches eyes with David and has David follow his eyes to Isabella to make sure Is he knows. David wearing... Trunks that say kickboxer on them. I think he is. I couldn't read it. I didn't even try. I think it says kickboxer. Amazing. Amazing. Just in case you were wondering. Kickboxer 3. Art of War. Art of War. And by the way, I don't know when it happened, but there is a scene where uh, 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 Zion quotes Sun Tzu. So he can say, Art of War? Get it. Sh- shoehorn that little subtitle in. Yeah, I forget where it is, but y- yeah, yeah, I remember exactly. I, I remember. So the fights, and this was like not even a good fight because for nope. the most part, David's kicking the shit out of Mark. I mean, he gets a couple moves in. Again, the kickboxing match, the kickboxer movies ele- uh, formula was just like, everyone tells you, goes full Adrian, you can't win. Two, they figure out they can't win, they have to train. Three, they win some matches, but they can't win the ultimate match, and then they win the ultimate match. This movie... This is a Seagal fight. Like, the one thing Van Damme always had, he was never afraid to be vulnerable. Like, he was never afraid to to get his ass kicked in the beginning of the fight. Yeah. No, not in this one. David's basically kicking ass through the whole fight. He does take some hits. But, and I mean, we were, we were talking about uh, the Rocky fight where there's absolutely no defense. No. <laughs> this is like, and this would not, trust me, this would not happen in real life. If you take a roundhouse kick to the face, you're out. Yeah. You're not going to eat a fucking kick to the face. You might be able to get back up, but you're not eating 10 of them. Yeah, and you're not coming back and immediately attentive to your surroundings again. You're probably going to be pretty fucking wobbly. I, especially, Well, no, they, I, it's a young kid's game, but still, you're not coming up from that. I was going to no. say, I can't even move my head sometimes away from a screen without seeing the screen image still in like my brain. Let's just say, put it this way. The great uh, fighter, Mirko Krokop, he would say, right leg hospital, left leg morgue. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, if you get kicked in the head, you're out. Yeah. And so, but there's, there, I mean, so basically David's beating the shit out of, well, Eric's losing his shit because he's furious. He's yeah. getting his ass kicked. Round one, Martin lands one kick and it just got breezed to the side. It wasn't a headshot or anything. David is just beating him handedly. And so you got Lane all up in Martin's ear like, I fucking, everything's on the line on you, boy. You got to do this right. So uh, he, round two, same thing. Just, it's back and forth. But he, but at the end of the round, David lays it in. He's just kicking the shit out of Martin. So Martin gives him a nut shot. And that he's, he gets one point taken away from that. So now Martin's got to fucking win. Right. He's down on the, the scorecard. Right. And this is a supposed sanctioned match at this point. So right. it's like, yeah, you got to keep it. You got to keep it legit. So round three, David's just working him. He's he gets another knockdown, and that's when Martin it, it turns into an AW match. Martin just grabs David like throw. There's a ref bump. The ref gets knocked down. Dude, 
David gets so excited that he has so much of an edge over everybody. He roundhouses, and the ref is to the left. David's left of Martin. So his roundhouse hits Martin and then carries into the ref. Eric or David kicks out the ref. And much like professional wrestling, the ref is out. He is fucked up. He can't do anything. He gets, you, he gets grazed by the kick. Knocked unconscious. So the 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 bellmaster, whatever they call the guy who rings the bell, starts trying to ring the bell. The tollmaster, <laughs> toll uh, for whom the bell tolls, he's trying to ring the bell, and this is when Lane leans in, is like, no, and pulls him back to allow this match to just keep going as it is. So it's just you're right. It's yeah. AW. It's just yeah. like whatever. Speaking of AW, then immediately goes outside the ring. He closed line. Eric David, the Sloan names here are two there. So David, maybe it's supposed to be some kind of Scheiden or not Scheidenfreud, but uh, uh, Freud type situation here, where he's beating up his oldest brother Eric because it's Eric Martin, and oh, David's the youngest brother. It could be. It. It could, that would have been a nice flashback scene. It would have been nice if they fucking thought like of you it. You could just show him going tippy tap. Tippy tap, like like fucking echoing. Tippy tap. It could have been because we had no connection between those no. two. They try to make a kind of connection between. There's, you know, there's no, there's absolutely no connection between the John Claude movie with this one. Yeah, no. Like if you saw this and didn't know the name of it, you go and I said that's Kickboxer Three. What? What does this have to do with Kickboxer at all? <laughs> so much like a John Moxley match, fucking uh, David th- slams Eric's head into the ring post. Right. And then, 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 what? Like, but this is the thing I, I love. Uh, this is this old cake and eat it too thing about action movies, where it's like destroys Eric, decides to show mercy, turns his back, and then Eric goes for the cheap shot, and then he has permission to murder the guy. Stand your ground. America right. loves stand your ground because it's like we want our baby faces to kill people, <laughs> right. but they have to be standing the ground. Yeah. yeah. So he roundhouses him, fucking takes Eric out. In all of this chaos, of course, Lane has escaped with Isabella. Zion had chased after her, though. Do not be worried. They end up in some back room where there's, like, the fucking parallel bars or something in the background. I was like, what the fuck venue are we in here? But there's a standoff. Zion pulls out his thirty-eight, and Lane's like, you're not going to fucking do anything. It's not your style. This is... Goes way back, but I also want to point out we just point we point out repeatedly that uh, David's wearing sweatpants. There's a scene he puts his Beretta in his sweatpant band right by his dick. Wasn't there a football player who had that happen to him where he had a shot and shot himself in the dick or the leg I or think something? So. He was like at a strip club, had a gun, yeah, in his fucking ba- uh, sweatpants Pant band. And then shot himself. And that's I what would have happened. Yeah, I it would have fallen. Right. I, there's no way a fucking sweatband is going to hold your fucking gun. In that's place. a guns are even handguns are very heavy, <laughs> yeah. especially All a right. Beretta. Okay, so back to Lane and. Uh, so we're having a standoff in the back here with uh, Zane and uh, uh, Lane, and he's telling them it's not your styles to shoot anybody. Of course, Lane has a gun to Isabella's head. Zion's trying to reason with her because he's got no leverage here. And, like, Pete's trying to reason with Lane. Like, just give her up. We have plenty of fucking girls we can abuse and, and sell. And he's like, no, it's got to be this one. This is, like, 
he's just being spiteful now. Yeah. He's like, I have to have this world. But Pete finally does get his voice in. Lane understands he's got no leverage here, I guess, and bails on it. Right. Leaves Isabella behind and runs away. So, yeah. So, they, yeah. So, hey, end of movie, right? We got Isabella back. That's it. We're back at the hotel. We're having a good time. We're Apparently, eating. even though it, the fight devolved into chaos, he still won, so he gets the fucking money. Well, the match finished outside the ring, so, you know, DQ equals champion retains belt. Okay. So we're back at the hotel. Even though they're, om- they're L.A. homeless, they're going to give all their money to, to start a school for young street urchins. Yeah. And they're going to put the kids in a school. It's a private school. A How, great school. It's just a, this is a fucking kickboxing match. How much money can you earn to start a fucking school? I don't know. Maybe he bet on himself. Maybe he bet on the <laughs> other. I don't know. Maybe he bet on a non-contested match. Because, you know, when you have a three-way Murray, it turns the odds very crazy in each basket. So maybe. So uh, problem solved. He's like, you kids can go to school now. You don't have to worry about being homeless anymore. And now that Isabella is not bragging about her dress, she has to whisper it into Marco's ear. Uh, she says that they have a bunch of girls being used as prostitutes, you know, <laughs> forced into sex work. And then, you think we should help them? Yeah. So David's like, bro, what? Really? <laughs> yeah, we got to help them. So now we're back at Lane's place. Lane is distraught. There's not even... Fuck, forget cold lobster. There's no lobster in this no house. Lo- Fernando's gone. Yeah, and he he's sat, sitting there with Pete. He's just like, what the fuck am I going to do, Pete? All I have is that fucking harem room of young girls. And Pete's like, I don't know. And that's where our bros show up. And they're like, bro, you're going to let that girl go. Pete pulls a gun on. Uh, let that girl go? They're going to let all the girls yeah, go, Murray. Okay. <laughs> We're after all the girls now. <laughs> I thought they just went and caught fucking David's eye. <laughs> That's okay. So fucking Pete's like, I mean, Lane's like, Pete, take out the trash. And they're like, why are you working for this guy? Yeah, David and Zion start reasoning with Pete. This guy's nothing. You're trading fucking young girls. And he's like, I don't care about that. But they're like, no, for real, this Lane guy is shit. And then the light bulb goes off. You know what he is? He, I don't even like this fucking guy. Why am I working for him? He's broke. So he's like, bye. See you later. So now Lane is left to the mercy of Zion and David. And David realizes Lane is a piece of shit. So he walks. David just walks across the hall, opens the door to free the girls, and says, leave. Broettes, go. Bitches, leave. So they all start running out, and Lane comes in ready to fight. No! Stop! My empire! This is all I have left! And then fucking David mercilessly just fuck puts him in the Muay Thai clinch and just starts kneeing the fuck out of, like, in the ribs and the gut of Lane. Fucks him up. Lane collapses on his piano. Bleeding. No head! Yeah. No head on that no piano. No head on that piano. Bleeding out of every orifice. It's disgusting. Blood on the piano. And David, doing what traditional strong white men do, turns his back on him. And Lane, like a, a traditional American, has a pi- <laughs> has a piano gun. He just happens to keep a gun in his piano. You always keep a gun and a bottle of some kind of high-potency uh, alcohol under your piano. But before he can do anything to David... 
Well, he takes a shot at him, yeah. and David's like, holy shit, and has to stand and freeze. And he's like, what do I do? Lane's got me. And then you hear, la, 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 bamba, and Marco <laughs> runs in. He waited for his music? <laughs> Not yet. Marco does his stunt. He knocks the fucking gun away and just repeatedly stabs fucking Lane in the chest with that fucking knife. Guys, I wish so hard upon every single star in the sky. This is not how this movie ended. Little Marco, who is told by Zan, and you think he would have some character development where it's like, yeah, I don't want to murder the person who, uh, you know, tried to force my sister into slavery. No. He gets the fucking kill on Lane and stabs him in the heart three times. But not only, you know what they say, Griff, when you stab someone in the heart, you also stab yourself in the heart. Because he metaphorically stabs himself in the heart. And he's just like, I thought I'd feel a lot better after murdering a person. Well, bro, turns out murder ain't so cool. (laughs) So now they walk out. Sergeant shows up, hands untied. Yep. He's just like, oh, I hear a murder happen there. I, mean, I didn't see anything. Want to go get a beer? I mean, you guys better get the fuck out of town. Yeah. I'm, Why don't I take you guys to the airport? Uh, our next flight is for 20 hours. Well, that's a lot of beer time. High right. five. Samba and music. And then they go. They meet, they meet Ric Flair in the airport bar. And Fuzzy they, navels. They have a bunch of kamikazes. Kamikazes. Whoops. Every there time. you have it, people. The craziest fucking kickboxer movie. No, I don't know. Four is pretty crazy, too. Really? Uh, yeah. This crazy? Yeah. All right. Well, you're, you're, you're going to get some kickboxer four yeah, in the two future. Two years from now, probably. Is that our current trajectory? Yeah, pretty much. Every yeah. two years? Okay. I don't know. Whenever we remember. But all right. So by now, you guys are balls deep into the hot tippy tap crossover challenge. You've heard the first episode. You're waiting rapidly for the second but in between no not in between you're gonna listen to this sunday part two of the tippy tap uh crossover challenge but next week we we've had this person on before but they were in the triple a they were just doing tippy tap episodes but they've graduated the major league major league. they're doing a movie with us it's your favorite my only female friend Abracadabra is going to do her first movie, but not any movie. This movie, some say it's the most homoerotic movie next to cruising. Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves. What did I just tell you about the director of this movie, too? It all, life is like a wheel, Griff. How, it always comes around. I don't even know if Abra knows that we did this. No, she doesn't. It's point break, people. So we'll see you next week for that. And as always, keep it warm. Keeping the bro level up.